Limit Break Radio. <laughs> Limit Breaking News. www.limitbreakradio.com Hello and welcome to another edition of Limit Breaking News. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Aniro. Uh, to my uh, to my left here, got Kahlo. Kahlo, how you doing? Oh, I'm staying conscious. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> via via Skype, we have uh, a, a, a number of guests from uh, PetFoodAlpha.com. We've got host Fusion X. How are you doing, Fusion? Doing good. Good. Glad to have you back on the program. From the jpbutton.com website, the return of Elmer the Pointy. Elmer, man, how you doing? I'm all right. Kind of sleepy. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Are, are we keeping you up? I, I, I hate. I, I always feel really bad to keep people up at night. I, I'd hope not. It's only. It's not even nine in the morning over there. It's like eight forty-five. Yeah, it's the morning. Oh, okay. So, so it's so it's I'm ready early. For I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, from the Order of the Blue Garter. We have Sonoma. Sonoma, how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, wonderful to have you here. And also joining us, we have Lol Red Mage Hearist. Hearist, how you doing? Lol Thief. Not Lol Red Mage. Lol Thief. Say it with me now. I'm doing all right. Good. Glad to have you back. And last but not least, we have uh, one of our own, very own moderators, Davy Jones. Davy Jones, how you doing? Who? Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Who? Uh, who is this crazy doing? guy? I have no idea. <laughs> I found him. He followed me home. Uh, welcome to the program, Davey. Uh, wonderful, wonderful to have you here. Now, here. now, uh, all you know, all joking and lightheartedness aside, yes, we are here to discuss the January twenty second bannings. Now, this has become a a fairly infamous day as far as uh, Final Fantasy eleven players are concerned. Uh, a, a varying amount of opinions out there as far as was this right, was this wrong. There are plenty of ethical issues as well as some real logistical issues that have arisen because of this issue. Now, uh, first to uh, address the issue itself, let's talk about why the players were banned on January 22nd. There was a exploit that existed through several of the, uh, uh, I guess, activities. Instant zones. Instant zones, such as Salvage, Nizul Isle, and I'm told uh, the Sandworm BCs are included in this, as well as, the, uh, wasn't there something else? Was ISNMs included? Uh, assault. Assaults. So... The the exploit essentially was that you could disband your your alliance, and essentially the end result is that you would duplicate items. So that's what we're we're here to talk about. A lot of uh, a, a lot of questions has have arisen since then. Was this ethical of players? Is is this cheating? Was this clearly an exploit? And how has Square Enix's responses? impacted the player community so what we want to do here is we want to have a a civil discussion about what happened january 22nd and the impact on final fantasy 11 uh so why don't we uh, go around with some opening thoughts so everyone kind of knows where each other stands here Kahlo, Kahlo, you want to start oh yeah sure i'll start um it, it, it was actually 
you know, the day of the 20 seconds when I, I heard about everything, the exploit, the bannings, everybody being sent off and whatnot, and I spent a good amount of time, uh, you know, reading through a lot of the, the discussion and whatnot that happened on Blue Garter, you know, I, I, have, I, have, I, have, a, I have a little bit of sympathy for some people, you know, uh, I can definitely empathize with with them, but overall, I mean, you know, it comes down to being that, you know, it's Square Enix's game, and they do with it what they want, and when it comes down to as far as I'm concerned, if you cheated, then, you know, you serve the consequences, and then you move on. All right, fair enough. Continuing around the table, Fusion. Fusion, my man, where do you uh, stand on this issue? Uh, you know, I'm kind of on on the both sides of the fence a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah, people were banned, um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's uh, we're hearing a bunch of different things from the community. I mean, it's you know, on one end, it looks like there may be people that are just you know pissed off about the fact that they got caught. Um, so maybe they they may not be necessarily telling the whole truth when they're posting in, in forums and, and talking about this. But it sounds like um, you know some people were banned, some people were temp banned, some people got warnings, um, and and no one's really sure how that was distributed. Um, and I would I, I'm kind of curious. I would like to know you know how exactly they they went through that. But uh, Square Enix is uh, not commenting on that. So right. But you know people people cheated. They know what they were doing. They got caught. Um, there are some people that they got warnings and temp bans that said that they they weren't necessarily involved. Um, so that's kind of what what piqued my interest to into you know how everything went down, how how Square Enix did these investigations. Now it is it is definitely worth mentioning that over at PetFoodAlpha.com, uh, you guys have a have a uh, very well written article by uh, one of your co hosts Chinchilla, who uh, we were hoping was going to to join us on this roundtable discussion, uh, and and may still join us uh, a little a little bit later on in the program uh but do you want to tell us about uh, a little bit of what uh, about what happened uh yeah what, what had happened um basically is uh there was a group of people in her lang shell that uh would do salvage um and they duped items a couple times you know it wasn't a regular thing but they they did it a few times um and for from what i understand um two or three of them um were permanently banned um i think one of them came back to the game um and then just decided to quit because he didn't want to go through the hassle of of re-leveling and all that um Mm -hmm. but yeah you know she her her character got banned um she is still playing she's still on the on the podcast that's not going to change um you know people have been questioning you know her credibility and you know they don't want her representing the, the community it's like well you know if really there's some people that are you know just kind of on, on on the whole issue there's people that are like um well okay you know they got caught whatever and then there's like some extremists like you guys got caught blah 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 going really really harsh mm-hmm. um and it's just that's kind of ridiculous especially some of the with the way that uh, some of them have been talking about chin yeah um, but you know if 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 you got a problem with her being on the show being involved in the site don't listen to us don't read the site we don't you know we don't care we're doing this for for us and for people that want to listen. If if you have issues with it, you're you know you don't have to listen to us. Um, but you know, I think I think it was you know yeah the article may have been a little biased, but um, I think you know rightfully so. Um, I think it was a, a, the right choice to have her write it. Um, you know we got a lot of feedback on it, um, and you know it, it, it sucks what happened, but you know whatever we're moving on with with stuff so it is a very it is a very unique perspective uh that that article 
gives on the, uh, the, I guess if you want to call them the LM17 bannings, because that's what most of the uh, that's what most of the the threads have been marked as is just simply LM17. Yeah. Um, so I I really encourage everyone to go and check out Chinchilla's article. It's a really interesting article. Um, and also speaking of uh, of interesting articles, Elmer. Uh, you have a, a series of really fascinating articles uh, up at jpbutton.com about the Japanese perspective on this issue. So when, uh, if, if you could, why don't you uh, share some of your thoughts about the, uh, the January 22nd incident? Um, well, I, I sort of first found out about it late at night. Um, Corinth, who helps me out with JP Button, but unfortunately couldn't make the show. She sent me a message. She's like, oh, my God, you see what's going down? And I looked on BG and saw all the stuff just starting to trickle in, but I had to go to sleep. And then, you know, I get up the next day and I do work, and then I feel like I'm kind of late on the pulse of all this news. But, I mean, for my opinion on the banning itself, it's, you know, I don't feel like I'm in a position to just be like, oh, you're all cheaters, get the hell out of here. Right. So, yeah. really, it's hard to, you know, say. But I think one thing I think is some of the people, they came in when the trick was first discovered and they were really like, oh, look at all you stupid people who didn't know it. I'm mm. glad I got my stuff. Yeah. And and then they get banned and they do a complete turnaround and get start getting pissed at SE. I think some of those people are, you know, that's kind of laughable. But I also think that SE should, or Square Enix should have, I mean, they do ban RMT all the time, but it's like, did they really think they could just ban all these players and not say a word, you know, just like, oh, it's just another special task force banning, you know? Right, yeah. They didn't really, they should have put more into it, I think. And they might in the future, you know, you wonder, are they planning to, release more about this but really i don't think it was uh too smart to just do it as if it's uh you know a monthly kind of thing right it's normal sure sure excellent well uh sonoma uh how about you what what are your opinions about the uh the bannings i think um the amount of time they waited uh, which was almost an entire year after they had been uh alerted of the situation I think the amount of time they waited and the severity of what they did shows that they completely and utterly failed in serving the community and the community's best interests because to wait that long and then come back with such a harsh punishment is, I mean, you know, we're, we're being treated as if we, if we, you know, if the players, the end game players who were affected by this were, we're on the same scale as the, you know, the the gill farming companies that are that are ruining the game in 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 manners of of you know monopolizing uh, mobs of uh, stealing accounts. I mean, we're being lumped into the same same sum as there. And uh, you have players who, yeah, they might have made a mistake, they might have done it, but it was something that Square could have nipped in the bud immediately because when it was first when it was first announced. Um, I have seen the screenshots of a GM who was told about it and said, we will be investigating this. 
I have read the emails that were sent to people that were CC'd to me, uh, uh, and I was given the gist of, of what was said to them, and that information was given to them a long time ago. And the fact that they wait almost an entire year to pass that information along to the special task force and then decide we're going to come back with such a harsh ban immediately. Mm. That is, it's just, it shows a complete and utter lack of, of taste, a complete and utter, you know, they, it makes me wonder, did any of those people ever do salvage? Because, you know, you see a lot of the people who don't do salvage, who are very early in the end game, you know, toying around with Sky, you know, probably don't even have C. And, and immediately those players call about the sins of the terrible, terrible people on BG. All the, we, they all get lumped in as the BG because, you know, we're, of course, completely the Internet police. <laughs> Um, and we're, they're told that, oh, all these BGers, they got exactly what they deserve. They cheated. Yes, I, I know a lot of people who cheat. There are a lot of terrible criminals who deserve death because they shoplifted once or they shoplifted a few times. Yes, they don't simply deserve a punishment that is fit to the crime. You know, I know people who duped once who got a full permaban. I know people who have full salvage sets who got a warning i know people who were in the zone when duping went on when they were not even aware of it who got three-day bans who are in tears over it because they didn't know this was going on mm -hmm. somebody else did it accidentally mm -hmm. you know there's no rhyme or reason and the fact that they simply waited so long just shows that you can't wait that long to do it if if you if you have something that's going on, you have to immediately take care of it. If you don't immediately take care of it, you cannot simply come back almost a year later with a punishment this severe. Excellent, Eurist. Uh, how about you? What what are your uh, opinions about the bannings? I was informed about the bannings when they were regarded uh, on November what was it twenty eighth, and I started doing my book work, uh, checking on Blue Garter. Uh, game FAQs, and there has been several, and I mean several inconsistencies, both on the sides of Square Enix and the sides of the uh, communities of them themselves when it comes to regarding this issue. There's been several reports of people um, you know, saying that they reported this, and then two days before the actual event happened, someone on Game FAQs publicly posted that they had blown the whistle and then the post was, and then the issue was regarded. This leads me to the conclusion that somewhere within SE's internal workings, the ball got dropped several times, and um, there, you know, there needs to be uh, something done about it with Square Enix internally. If we're not hearing about it, um, maybe we should. But I think that it's also important that we re regard this uh, aspect from all viewpoints, including the ones which we can't see, which is, of course, Square Enix. Of course. Of course, and uh, and uh, of course, piggybacking that, uh, you know, the fact that Square Enix has remained silenced uh, only can lead us to speculate as to their motives and methods. Uh, so, definitely something to to keep in mind for the coming discussion. Now, finally, Davy Jones, uh, would you like to uh, share with us your uh, your opinions about the bannings? Yeah, that uh, that silence from Square Enix is almost ominous, really. Um... But in regards to Chinchilla's article, I really, 
I like it because we don't usually see every issue from every side, and she actually provides a very... I mean, I understand that, like Fusion says, it might be slightly biased, but it's affected her in a different way than it's affected everyone else. And she writes about that rather passionately, I think, which is good. I mean, you don't see these things from every aspect. You don't see these things on every side. Um, I suppose one of the big things that bothers me is that these are... Uh, I'm, I'm not an end gamer by any means. Um, now these instances, they're, they're, these are all, these are isolated incidents. These are not, they don't take place in the world. They take place individually uh, for each party or each alliance or each group of people. And that means that a lot of work went into these to be isolated points, isolated events for mm. these specific people. Right. For something as obvious as a disband, um, I'm not sure how you miss that, really. Mm -hmm. how, you, how you miss a glitch like that. Uh, you pretty much disband right after something's finished, and then you all go home, more or less. Am I right? Yeah, you, we, we could we could go back and forth all day or not uh, as to whether uh, you know people actually knew you know what they were doing. Some claim that they didn't. And oh yeah, well I mean people are going to defend themselves up and down depending on their viewpoint. There sure. are going to be some who will come forward and say, "I know what I did was wrong, but I just did it because I I don't have a lot of time. I uh, I work a lot. I have kids to take care of or whatever, and they don't have the same amount of time to invest that other people in their link show might have. But then at the same time, you can also argue that those people shouldn't be bothering with Endgame because of the sheer amount of scheduling it takes and the time it takes out of your personal life to do those things. It's, it's fun by all means, but uh, like we've said so many times before, real life is far more important than what's happening in the game. Um, it, it baffles me that it took this long. Uh, I have to say, I, I think it should have come down a little bit faster. Uh, I don't think it should have been as harsh, but that's just my personal standpoint. Just they should have come down very sternly and said, you know, at, at least ten bands for everybody, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, and just said, this is absolutely the wrong thing to do if we catch anybody doing this again. This is permanently ban worthy. Well, and and I think that this is a good place for the, the discussion to start uh, because the the virtue of uh, whether Square Enix actually knew about this or not is one that's uh, uh, that's fairly debated. There are a lot of people who will say that you know this was kept quiet from Square Enix, uh, and yet clearly, as Sonoma stated, uh, there has been uh, apparently uh, uh, more than a few times this. Has been tried to to be communicated to Square Enix. Uh, not only that, but there are also reports that this uh, exploit appeared on Japanese community sites long before uh, the uh, the the North American community found out about this. So uh, you know why don't why don't we start here uh, and 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 you know just kind of see where where we end up going, but. Um, um, it is it is the fact that it is perceived that the North American community withheld this from Square Enix or hid this. Does that seem to be a factor in the severity of the bannings or the severity of the punishments? What also makes me wonder, like, how many other types of exploits are there rumored to be like this? 
So are there other uh, possible ways to duplicate items or things of that sort? Because then, I mean, this could technically fall under any of those old rumors, like you can you can get this secret item that's not even supposed to be in the game or well, something to that effect. You know, there is, I mean, as as uh, Ghani Man pointed out on uh, the Pet Food Alpha episode, uh, I forget which number it is, but it's called W for Wingdings, correct? I think that was 137. 137, uh, where, where you guys uh, have a discussion about the uh, the LM-17 bannings, uh, where, you know, uh, Ghani pointed out that this is kind of a longstanding tradition in MMOs. This is not just isolated to Final Fantasy XI. This is, uh, you know, items have been able to be duplicated. Diablo uh, is an immediate one that comes to mind. Uh, but, you know, Ultima Online, there was uh, issues with item duplicates. And, uh, you know, time and time again, it, it seems that, uh, it, well, it doesn't seem, it's pretty clear that this is a, an illegal function of the game. It's not an intended function of the game, uh, which, uh, which you know, that's that definitely is an interesting key phrase. And we can, you know, we can parse that more finely here. Um, yeah. But, it, you know is you know was this was this in fact withheld was this something that that the north american players actively tried to keep quiet so they could continue exploiting it was that i mean was that the motive is that that's that's the question here it was definitely an accusation among many forums to to say that cer- certain areas and certain forums were trying to keep it quiet. But I mean, in the same aspect, you have to regard it from from the administrative point of view of each forums. Do you want necessarily these exploits to to spread if you've already addressed them, already sent sent at least one or two uh, reports to Square Enix, and they're not regarding it? Do you want this thing to spread any further? Do you want it to get worse? I mean. That's that's also a factor to consider in this. But on the same aspect, what I mean, you're going to catch 22. If you leave it out in the open, Square Enix can see it, but more players are going to get into it. If you put a, a, a gag order on it, you're going to have accusations on you. So any forum leader that, that, that decided to delete these threads are going to get screwed one way or another. It is the active policy of BG that if there is an exploit, we check and see if it has been reported by the person who posted it. If they have noted they have reported it, we put it in the thread graveyard or delete the uh, thread immediately. That is been policy since day one of uh, BG forums when we formed under the new server and with the new administration staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this instance, I was uh, I had a long discussion with Lord Wafak about it. He's the one who first saw the thread. Uh, he first spoke with the person. He talked to somebody else in his link show. They said they had reported it. They had sent emails, uh, and then he looked and saw the uh, the notes saying that person had been speaking to a GM about it. So people had been talked to about it. Square had been told about it, and then it became policy at that point get rid of the threads because it's simply something like this spreading is going to be, it's going to run through the upper echelon of the end game community. And if anyone, anyone at all has looked through the salvage dwarf thread, they will see salvage drops are abysmal. They are almost on an unfair stature. People running 100, 200 runs without getting a single drop of an item, mm-hmm. and it's the only item the mob drops. That's a problem. If you run something where you're going every day, every single day, and you do 100 of the runs, 200 of the runs, and you still can't get a single piece to drop, you've got a serious problem in the way your game is going. 
I think the ironic part of this is, uh, aren't they adjusting salvage drop rates next update? They are, and the March update <laughs> is is apparently just, uh, what, uh, what what well, we're hearing. They had said before that salvage drop rates would be adjusted as well, and apparently that has already happened, and these are further adjustments. But you have to wonder, are they actually doing it? Because you know they said they fixed the exploit of duping, but a recent threat on BG, you can yeah. still dupe in Sandworm. So did you fix it, or did you not fix it? Did you say you fixed it, and then just are hoping nobody's doing it? That's that's a that's a really interesting point. Um, so why why wait eighteen months if there were people that were trying to inform them about it, and this was even openly discussed on some Japanese forums? Uh, why why wait eighteen months? I think. Uh Square Enix needs to get their foot in the door of the community somewhere. Um, you know, there's this whole thing with the bannings on how, uh, you know, it was reported earlier on and, you know, they waited so long to do it. And then just the other day, with uh, they posted up that, that Pandemonium Orn had been defeated, like, two weeks ago. Like, where have you been? Yeah. You know, they, they need to be on top of stuff more. Like, there's just, there's something, they're they're slow getting getting information out or getting... You know, getting stuff done. They need to be quicker on this stuff. I think. So board was and, sham. That 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 reporting was an absolute sham. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They had a broken, one hundred percent broken mob that killed a link shell, and I say killed, killed. It is dead. That link shell is a shadow of its former self, and I speak to the main leaders of it. They are now happily playing World of Warcraft. Jeez. They killed that shell. You're talking about possibly one of the best shells in Final Fantasy. Players with multiple relics who knew how to play their game, play their jobs to the best of their ability, and that shell is no more. They are simply a chat link shell now that does some in-game. But you killed that, those, that shell. You killed those people because they tried to do something the way you wanted it to do. And what's your safe face? Oh, we didn't nerf it. We just changed it so it can only be killed within two hours. No, it was nerfed because they can, were continually killing it, and it was continually repopping with different forms. That's really, you know, it's, it's really interesting that you guys mentioned that. Uh, I had not seen that on the front of... Uh, play online uh, the uh, the note about pandemonium warden being defeated uh, and now I'm assuming that they're talking about the the apathy link shell uh, that uh, that recently downed pandemonium warden uh, using the logout technique right and now now uh, you know this this brings to light you know that the the question of is logging hate a legitimate strategy apparently according to square enix as yeah. as they've they've announced now uh it is um which is really interesting you know is that supposed to be the function of this mob like is that is that how they intended it to be done can Absolutely you dodge not. astral flow? Yeah. That's, that, the only, that's the only question I have to ask you. Can you dodge astral flow? Can you circumvent astral flow within its radius using an in-game job ability? Can no. Be circ- no. Then you have a one-hit killer that cannot be circumvented. You must find a way in the game mechanics to circumvent that one-hit kill because it doesn't have a gimmick like Odin where you just simply heal. 
It is a one-hit kill that is not avoidable. Thus, you use the only in-game ability that allows you to circumvent that one-hit kill, which is slash log off. Well, and and you know it's really interesting because there have been so many people to look at that uh, at that win and instantly poo-poo it as as like this uh, this this false strategy or this crap strategy uh, when when in reality I. I I don't know. Was that intended the entire time? Like, I, I mean, what else? What else could it have been? So, yeah. so now you know the, all these people that came out and poo pooed this and said, "Oh, that's that's an exploit. That's uh, circumventing the game mechanics." Uh, that kind of shoves it sort of right back in their grill and says, "Well, maybe not. Maybe thinking outside the box isn't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, necessarily a bad thing." And to that end. I could see a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, these quote-unquote dupers, these people that that found this exploit, I I could see where they could justify it to themselves to say, yeah, this could be an unintended, you know, a purposeful function of salvage to help out with the drop rates, Sonoma, as you pointed out, the the drop rates being so abysmal. Uh, There's also uh, another instance, too, where logging out has been used as a tactic in uh, Zaolm Remnant's first floor to pop the first floor progo madame you have to kill one of the progo gents without anybody using any cells uh the way you used to be able to do it is if one person didn't use any cells you killed the progo gent then everybody but that person logged out the progo madame would spawn but square enix patched that so you can't do that now if which, you use which a- i think is very kind of weird like you you can't log out to pop an nm but you can log out to kill pandemonium or mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really wondering if if they even read up the strategy behind this like they you know they said hey it was killed here's the link for Allah, which you know reported it like two weeks later you know if they've been on top of stuff they would have known that you know bg was bg's always where everything happens you know there's posts going on there we put an article up about it on pfa like the day of or the day right after it happened and instead, they link to to Alakazam, which which doesn't give you know a lot of the details and has it like two weeks late. I mean, yeah, you know, again, it goes back to Square Enix being kind of slow. They need to they need to step it up a little bit, I think. And I'm cutting in and been reeling it back into the point which you were saying earlier, Fusion. It really comes down to this communication issue in which the the players are are doing the massive amount of their communi- uh, communications on BG, which unfortunately is not confirmed as an, an actual official community site, which is probably why Square Enix waited two weeks, because actually Alakazam uh, being you know official community site had waited that long to get on the ball and make an actual post based on this. And this, this stems into the approach that I'm talking here, that there is this absolutely serious communications issue between Square Enix and the players, and uh, I mean it can be either or. It can be the players not causing enough hoot and holler about it, or it could be the, you know, uh, the inner workings of Square Enix just not being where they should be. Um, you know, we're, we're talking not just one issue, we're talking this is several issues that led up to this, this banning situation where Square Enix is just either not listening or we are not saying the right words to get them to listen. I think one of the hardest parts is communicating with the foreign audience because, I mean, just look at any company in the U.S. and how much crap you have to go through to do a press release or to write up something and and how careful you have to be with your wording. And then on top of that, you got to put it into English and towards an audience which, you know, it's much more difficult to understand. 
than the one in your home country. And there's such a difference between the Japanese community, which has uh, no premier sites, it's all splintered and broken into a lot of forums and blogs, but it seems the foreign community is much more united. And you mentioned maybe <laughs> we're not making enough of a fuss, but I'm sure they definitely crapped themselves when the pandemonium story hit and it went to Yahoo News and, and Pet Food Alpha got 70 billion hits or whatever it was. So, <laughs> yeah, and, right. Um, getting back into that, I mean, pandemonium, Warden, when that 18-hour fight happened, the media was all over and Square Enix regarded quickly. Now, now this, this issue with, with the duplication glitch, the majority of the populace didn't know that the, that it was actually happening. And it, yeah, it was due to virtue, okay, it's it's our policy, it's the policy of any forms to not let these glitches uh, spread. Were we in error to do that? Um, maybe we should have been public about this and said, hey, okay, Square Enix, you haven't regarded this, we're going to make this public until you fix it. And that may have been the correct approach. Yeah, I mean, and, and in regards to kind of the 18-hour thing into the bannings, I mean, the you know the bannings have been posted all over. Um, you know, just like with the whole the fight thing, um, you know, this, the bannings have been put up on uh, on Kotaku, and I think just today or yesterday uh, it was up on Massively.com. So I mean, you know, it is getting a lot of attention by people. I mean, you know, no matter where you go, you still get the they cheated, they deserve to be banned comments, but. Um, you know, it it is getting a little bit of publicity, and I'm wondering. You know, I mean, I I just want to know really if 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 we could get anything out of this. I'm not telling Square Enix that they need to restore everyone's account or anything. I just want to know how they looked sure. at how they looked at it and how they came to the to the decisions that they did. Sure, sure. But I mean, you know, it, to to that end, and this is you know that's something that I've thought a lot about because you know if if we knew the reasoning behind uh, Square Enix's decision making, I think that we might be able to you know either process that information a little bit better or you know be able to at least understand where they're coming from. But you know, it's it's it has absolutely been been pointed out that they are under absolutely un, uh, no obligation to give us that information. I don't think anyone will try to argue that point. You know, it's yeah. it's their game. They could ban you for any reason they see fit, and you know, you can't. You have no defense on that because you know it's their. Ultimately, it's their choice. Oh, absolutely, and I think that's kind of one of the scarier things about the TOS is in it. There's there's a line that says they are not obligated to give you any reason for banning you it's it's I mean, true it's true but like i could sit here and say stage sunday smells and if someone at square enix hears that and or, or sunday hears it and he, he just banned me for that and that's it like he doesn't need to tell me why right like, it's, and it's kind of scary well the but the reason for that is is that they're the proprietary uh, right. owners of of the software and you know they want to retain all the rights and and you know as a product and as a business they're they're you know that's their that's their right to be able to retain that uh you know just as like uh i i you know on our forums we could ban anyone for any reason we see fit because we can retain that right whereas you know he and 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 here's the thing about that too um 
if Square Enix came out and said, hey, this is our, you know, this is why we did what we did or why we treated some people like this and others like this, they're going to be held to that in the future. So now any future, uh, any future incidents that are similar to this or even dissimilar to this, but, you know, comparisons can be can be drawn there mm-hmm. they're going to have to answer to their own words and so it would almost be in their detriment to come out and and justify themselves i would love to know i would absolutely love to know why they did what they did and and what their justification is but you know they come out and say that and then you know the next time they've got to do this or the next time you know they've got to do something even more drastic or more serious they have to answer to their own words that you know that they gave us for this so Eh. it's kind of the the dichotomy between those two things you know part of it is community relations and part of it is covering your own ass so you know how do you find how do you find the balance i don't think they have yet i think that they they do need to do some pr work and come out very and and, community relations and, and, you know, they, yeah, they, they, I, you know, for as much as I, I, I love the guys who, you know, are, are doing the community relations, uh, you know, it's a lot of us extending ourselves to them and, you know, maybe not so much in return. Um, and, and, you know, as a community site, and, and I feel like I'm kind of being candid here, that can be really frustrating to be kind of held at arm's length when it comes to, um, you know, what's going on with, with a game that, you know, we feel so invested in. So, right. so, you know, there is the, you know, there's, there's this, this kind of dual duality between, uh, between the two of, uh, you know, having good community relations and, uh, you know, uh, having strict policy to be able to just say, hey, this is, look, the, this is this is the rules. You agreed to this when you signed up. You agreed to this every time you log in. And that's what we're going to hold you to. So, you know, uh, where, you know, where is that balance? I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think it would be good if, if you know, like, like you said, it could, you know, kind of end up going against them a little bit. But I think, and especially at a time like this where, you know, some of the community is bashing them a little bit for being so behind on, on some of the, the, the news and stuff, um, you know, anything just saying, you know, we, you know, any they don't need to detail it in full, but just to give us anything, I, th- I think would speak a little more highly of them. And I really that's that's something that they need to build with their players really soon because they're starting to lose a lot of credibility with some people, I think. And and it is you know it's fairly it's pretty fair to say that uh, a lot of other MMO companies have developed better community relations with yeah. their fan community and have better off, have been better off because of it. Um, so I you know yeah I definitely think I, I you know what I would think would be really fascinating is to have. Uh, someone from Square Enix sitting in on this roundtable and and telling us from their point of view, uh, you know w- what they were thinking. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Is it realistic? Not not by any means. Yeah. Um. So you know, yeah. The, I I definitely I I agree that it could be better. Yeah. There's a saying that there's no such thing as bad publicity unless you're destroying everything. And in my opinion. Bad publicity is when you the only notes you have in the news is that uh, 
it took people 18 hours to attempt to defeat a mob and they couldn't because it was unbeatable and that Square can ban you for any reason whatsoever. That's bad publicity. Because and people aren't going to say, I don't want to play that game. I, you know, they're I not going to find any, any happiness in the game where they can go away and possibly have to fight a mob for 18 hours. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it hurt them a little bit. Um, I've been looking on, on Kotaku. Uh, every couple of weeks they have uh, numbers for like Steam downloads, and um, Direct-to-Drive has been on there. Um, and they started uh, releasing Final Fantasy through a downloadable service, which was Direct-to-Drive, and it's been slowly going down in, in the ranking. So, you know, news is getting out there about something. You know, something is affecting it, whether people are just, you know, getting sick of it because it's, you know, getting further away from Christmas or something, or, you know, they are keeping up with the news and saying, you know, I'm not really like what's, you know, all the stuff that I'm hearing about this game anymore. So it's it's definitely affecting them in, in some way, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, affecting them on a larger scale or a smaller scale, you know, we can't really tell, but it's it's definitely a part of, you know, this whole thing. I'd say when you chop off the head of 900 uh, of your top community, people don't have anyone to look up for, to look up to anymore. They don't walk around Whitegate, they don't walk around Juno, and they don't see the guys who have the relics, who have the AF2, who have mm -hmm. the E-bodies, who have the A-bodies. They don't see those people anymore. They're gone. What do you have to go for? You have an entire new generation starting an end game that doesn't know and doesn't have anyone to help lead them because the leaders got kicked for doing a few things, got got banned, and the rest of the range show said, "Screw this! I don't want to. I don't want to start everything over again. I don't want to lead this by myself. I'm done." So you, that's, been, that's been happening a lot. I've had a lot of people who have been saying, "You know, two two three people got banned in my link show. We're all saying screw it, and we're gone." All right, now there were 950 people who were affected by this. 400 were temporary bans. 550 were were permanent bans. Do you think that all these people were were mistreated? I mean, because I've heard stories of people, you know, selling these duped items. You know, bringing people in, mm -hmm. duping these items, and selling them, like making a business out of it. You know, there's people who, yeah, some people can say, oh well, you know, a lot of us didn't know what was going on. Some of us, you know, only did it once or twice. But what about the people who, you know, would bring people into the link shell, say, we're going to show you something, keep it quiet, because it could get us banned. What about the people, because there are people out there who, like, were, there were some serious, you know, offenses because of this. You know, yeah, what, what you about can. them? You know, I mean, the, the, this discussion has been going like, oh, everyone who got hit, oh, man, it's, it, you know, they were only trying it out, you know, Square Enix, you know, they, they, they lured us into this. I mean, there were some people out there who, you know, deserved what they got. Let's look at it from a different perspective. They can, as they said, they can tell if you duped, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, presumably, yeah. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> then they can tell what you duped. Right. So what happens when a criminal steals something? You, you get it back. It away. Which was, a, yeah, very interesting part. The people that were temporarily banned got to keep their items. Take it back. Okay. Yeah. You you duped and got two salvage bodies. We're taking your salvage bodies away. Oh, you duped a bunch of Alexandrite and you got yourself a mythic weapon. We're taking the mythic weapon away. Oh, you yeah. duped, and you got yourself a bunch of billions of gill with uh, with the uh, uh, duping sandworm stuff. Okay, we're taking away objects of value that you have. Don't do it again. Done. 
thank you. Have a nice day. Everyone right. has learned their lesson, and they're not going to do it again. Okay, and yeah, I, I can agree with that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that too. Absolutely, I think that would have that would have been a reasonable response, and everyone would have walked away feeling a, a lot better about it. Um, you know, but uh, uh, you know, conversely to that, on the other side, uh, to to hand out bannings and to to strong arm uh, your community to say, look, we you know we have. A, a, a very high expectations for you guys. If you don't, if you're not going to live up to them, if you're going to disappoint us in this fashion, then you you lose the right to to have your account. Yeah, me and Nero were actually talking about this uh, uh, a couple days ago. But I mean, think of it from from Square Enix perspective. You know how you know how long have they been providing this game to us? Right, and and there were some people who you know reported the glitch and it was around. But how many people you know again? didn't say anything about it who deliberately tried to hide it and then when they got banned called foul i mean that that's massive disrespect that is a huge slap to the face right there and now they want and and now you know those same players expect swearings to go easy on them Mm. there's another issue about this too we have to get into uh we're not talking duplicating moat cart we're talking about duplicating some of the most powerful items or some of the things that can create some of the most powerful items on the game now let we take a a real life perspective of that you're not you're not stealing from from a grocery store and they're going to take your stuff back away you're talking about um you know robbing fort knox i mean yeah they're going to take it back but they're not going to just let you walk away from it at that point (laughs) you know they were talking about a large uh, amount of of gear that was supposed to be invested ser- uh, well several years into it according to their perspective i happen to disagree it shouldn't take that long but that's their idea of it if they're okay with a drop right but that that's a lot to, to consider and considering that the fact that 950 people got some sort of punishment about that and how many letters did they issue of warning you got you know that some people got away scot-free with that and with that many people can you can honestly consider going back a year and going about this case by case figuring out who stole this amount and that amount there were reports of some people where it was the link shell leader got a temp ban and the person who actually introduced the dupe got a permit ban these these were stories that have been floating around the forums back and forth for a while so there was some investigation done in it but i mean how far can you go when the duplication's been out for what two years right and one one question that i had too is you know they had said that uh you know so many accounts were were permanently banned and and so many were were suspended temporarily um but it it seemed like at least when i was was following some of the stuff for you know a couple days after it happened it seemed like a lot of people um, who got an LM17, which is either uh, a suspension or you know it's or it could be a permanent ban. It, it seems like a lot of those were permanent bans. So it's making me wonder if you know how many people got permanent bans and if if that actually was accurate to the numbers or if they took some of those LM17s and put them into the the temporary suspension numbers just to make it look better. That's kind of yeah. one of the things that I've been wondering. There was a thread, uh, I think in the RIP players thread, where people had accounted for permanent bans, which are LM11s. And they had accounted so far uh, about 350 uh, permanent bans, and this was still during the three days. But there were easily more than 100 people who were saying, my LM17 is a permanent ban. My LM17 mm-hmm. is a permanent ban. Oh, you know, my LM17, I'm back. Oh, I'm still banned for an additional two days. 
I mean, you had people who were doing it heavily, and I know people who didn't get anything, who who had been duping like crazy. There was a, an instance I was told about where an entire link shell, uh, about 10 people were doing salvage. Uh, the salvage leader had three bodies and almost two more full sets. Wow. Everybody else had a few pieces, just, just a handful. Everybody else got banned, permanent or temporary. Link shell leader didn't even get a warning. Oh wow. Gosh. Did you do your job? I mean, did you just go through and pick, well, we think these people duped. We're just going to go through and pick out the names that we see that are most familiar. I mean, regardless of what perspective you, you take on this aspect, this this entire ordeal was a nightmare for all sides. Um, we're, we're talking some some people, like I said, who got away scot-free, who, who have openly on forums admitted the fact that uh, they were selling this aspect. And, okay, well, I only got a temp ban, and when I get back, I'm still going to reap rewards of this stuff. It makes you question whether or not they're going to come around again and do another round of bannings after further mm-hmm. investigation, um, which may be the reason why they're still silent on this. And and you know, you know to to that end, is there are there going to be more bannings? Like, is this it? it you know, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, this was something that you know a couple of days after the first that happened, they're like, dude, next Monday more bannings. It's coming. A lot yeah. of people were were you know thinking that um, it didn't happen, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Um, but you know, I think I think if they do this again and if it's still on the same kind of scale that it that it was before you know it's just gonna really like at this point it's kind of settled down like you know this stuff happened and this this whole kind of shit storm happened mm-hmm. um and now that it's cooling down you know they they release a thing saying they banned more people for it i maybe not the best idea yeah um, it, you know i i think that if they you know if they stop now it it acts as a really good deterrent uh, you know, in the future. And, and I think that that leads to my next question, which is, you know, because of this, is Square Enix now implying that when we see uh, illegal activity or what, you know, what is deemed by the TOS to be illegal activity, whether it's our friends, whether it's someone we, someone else we see, you know, a botter, are we then obligated under threat of banning to report those people to Square Enix? Uh, because, you know, if you think it, it as as some of the reports have been saying that there are people who you know had no idea that were that uh, what was going on and they were on runs and something was duped and they were banned still not having any idea um you know under under threat of banning are we now obligated to report any sketchy any sketchy thing we might see you know, I would I would hope that wouldn't be the case. You know, because there are some people that, you know, I'm not going to say they're they're stupid or, or anything like that, but they're just you know unknowledgeable about the certain things. Like there's maybe some things in the game they they just don't understand. And if you know one of these people that you know was in a, a salvage group where they duped, they you know they made a said, oh okay, maybe this is how it always happens. I don't know what's going on. They wouldn't think to report it, and then they get banned for not reporting. That that would be some some even worse PR, I think, on on the part of Square Enix. It almost sounds like one of those, you know, old cheesy drug commercials where, you know, say you go into BC and and someone happens to just dupe it and you're there. Like, you're supposed to, you know, admonish them and warp home and quickly call a GM like it's the worst thing in the world. It seems, you know, <laughs> kind of, like, I mean, I think, you know, I wouldn't go uh, through salvage cheating all the time, but I think if if 
I was with a pickup group or something in Nizal, and they duped up a couple body pieces. You know, you might just take one and go. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people would just say, oh, no way. I'd yell at them and yeah. warp home, and I'd never talk to them again. You know, it's French you wonder. Salvage. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, like, who's in that situation? And, you know, is it all on the player? from now on and it it almost like creates this suspicion of each other you know right right and and you know also to that end like how uh, i i think steak made a really good point that on the spot you can justify it like almost anyone could probably justify it to themselves if it's staring you dead in the face you mm-hmm. can you can come up with a reason in your head to do it and the only reason that anyone would say no at least you know to that would make sense to me is if they knew it was wrong but if you can justify it to yourself on the spot look i'm not going to get on some high horse and say because i wasn't banned that you know, I I wouldn't have taken part in in the duping because straight up I, I didn't I did not know about it. I didn't know about it until after they had patched it, and it was I think it was at like Fan Fest. I was like, yeah, did you guys hear about this crazy thing with Salvage? What the hell was this? And then somebody finally told me, and it's like you know at that point. Uh, you know, it, it's it's moot because I can look back at it and and of course I can say yeah oh that's terrible it's it's immoral because there's been a consequence to arise about it okay if there wasn't a consequence if there if it was if this was unknown if it was staring you dead in the face it's so easy to to go down that path it's so easy for any one of us to really say yeah okay I'll, sure I'll lot that. You know, I, and I'm, I, to 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 say anything otherwise, I I think would is is kind of lying to yourself. Well, I mean, consider like I said earlier that I'm not an end gamer at all. So if I was in an end game party and they just disbanded, it's not like there would be a notice that would pop up that says this item has been duplicated. So I definitely wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I would just go, oh, cool. Do I lot on this? And they go, yeah, sure, lot on it. So I'd lot on it. And right. where does that take me? Apparently to Morty and Gull. I don't think it it doesn't really excuse anybody because like you can't say oh it, it you know maybe they didn't know or whatever but I think uh instances like that show that square should be a little more involved in this round of bannings because it's not so it's not just oh these guys are bad and they get banned it's it's there's people mixed in it could have been even two or three you know that um could have not known about it and then never did it again mm-hmm. and then there are a bunch of people who were bragging about how many uh, morgans or aries or whatever they got so it's it's not so clear-cut so more than absolving people i think it shows the amount of involvement that square enix should have showed uh in in contrast to regular round of bannings I think one uh, a small, well, maybe not a small thing, but uh, something that I would have liked to see, and, and I think there's still, still a possibility that we could see something come of this, is you know there there does seem to be quite a few people who you know may have been wrongly banned. Um, I, I I think anyone who just got a temporary ban, you know whether they did just a little bit or did a lot, I think you know should be thankful. Count if, yourself lucky. Yeah, you know if, if, yeah. if I would have been a part of this and I would have been completely oblivious to it, and I would have got a temp ban. 
you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have raised any hell about it. You know, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But I, you know, human error. I'm sure there are some people out there who didn't know what was going on, probably didn't even get anything, and got permanently banned. What I think I'd like to see in that case is maybe if Square Enix extended some type of appeals process. I yeah, I I agree. I think that. You know, uh, to to go back and uh, to go back and review eighteen months worth of logs has got to be a very arduous process. I mean, there is no way that that is fun. Also, keep in mind too that there was probably more than just you know three or four people doing this. Sure, and each of those people probably weren't going off the same agenda. You know, some guy could have been saying, "All right, well, you're gone because you were there. Okay, you were gone because you were a leader. You were gone because you got gear." You know, different people yeah. could have been, you know, throwing people out for different reasons. Sure, sure. And and you know, to to add an appeals process to it to say, "Hey, look, you know, we're willing, uh, you know, for Square Enix to say, "Hey, we're willing to admit that, you know, yes, this was maybe not necessarily the most fine process that we could have used when going about this and we're willing to take a look at your specific case and see whether you know whether our punishment was justified i think that that would give a a large part of the community a lot of recourse and that you know there would probably be a couple of cases where the decision would be reversed and rightly so um you know is it gonna i know it's is if it's gonna happen is is pure speculation but i agree that that would be a very nice thing and a very nice uh very nice gesture on the part of square enix and speaking about the people that may have been involved in the banning you know you wonder people they always say they always read bg and they always read the big forums i mean do you wonder if there was ever a case where they went through and just the amount of complaining sometimes that goes on about se you wonder if someone goes through and they see, like, you know, oh, Dr. Waffles, that guy's a dick. I'm going to ban him. You know? <laughs> uh, sad but true. I mean, a lot of the, the player base, so whether you're playing Endgame or not, are, are, are very jaded, uh, not only just about this issue, but about a lot of the difficulties in game in general. And I think that cl- uh, this created this, uh, this closed type of mentality when it comes to, to being open with Square Enix and Square Enix being open us again and it's something that maybe okay this it was one of the factors that led up to this issue maybe it's something we can uh, work at well, we got several community leaders here maybe it's something we can work to to you know get rid of to to establish something a little bit more open that we can say okay if this is an exploit we've uh, addressed the Square Enix this doesn't get regarded blow the whistle as loud as you can um, you know get their attention on it because we there is a lot of power in the media that that gets people to respond if anything yeah, that the, we've learned about you know that you know that's a really good point that square enix has a lot of avenues that they can uh, that they can use to get information out there. You know, if there was something that needed to stop immediately on the game, uh, you know, I can guarantee you all it would take would be an email to, you know, to uh, Fusion and, and, and I, and it would be on the front of Pet Food Alpha and Limit Break Radio. Absolutely. And and we would be all over it trying, you know, trying to work with them to help them as opposed to, you know, trying to subvert them. That 
that's I don't think that that's you know no one no one in this process I think said I'm going to go out to break the rules I'm going to go out to try to subvert the game or try to ruin the game for other people today I don't think that anyone is 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 said that I don't think that that is the mentality of anyone here right. um, and, and it can definitely be said that we have, you know, it could be, you know, Square Enix reaching the arm to the community or the community reaching the arm to Square Enix, but there, there's been none of either or when it comes to, to these issues that cause so much, uh, you know, drama. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's there are very few, I think, Final Fantasy XI players that aren't active in some kind of community outside of Final Fantasy XI, outside of Final Fantasy, whether it's Alakazam, whether it's uh, FF Encyclopedia or PFA or LBR. In, in, all of those communities, uh, the best thing that they are, uh, you know, the, their best application is relaying news and events. I think that, you know, uh, a great example is the overwhelming s- success that the 2008 FanFest live blog had. There were a lot of eyes watching that, and there were, you know, and that was breaking news instant straight to you. And, you know, at least from my perspective, I would love nothing more than to uh, help convey Square Enix's ideas uh, to what audience we've been able to capture. That's great. I think that that's Mm -hmm. great. And I, you know, there's not, I don't, there's not going to be any community site you're going to find that, you know, uh, is going to say, no, we're not, we're not, we're just not going to bother. No, we don't, we don't want to talk about it. So, you know, to, to not use that resource and to not use that avenue is, uh, is very strange to me. Yeah. Do they have a volunteer sort of, like, can you volunteer for uh, fan festivals? Um, I know, last year, yeah, last year the 2007, you could uh, they they had uh, a, a quote unquote mercenary program. Not for 2008 though. I, I was I was looking for that one. Uh, something else too, you know, going along these same lines is you know um, the the special ta- task force was something that you know when Final Fantasy first came, it wasn't around. You know, uh, they they made the task force because RMTs were a huge problem and. You know, probably no argument from anybody that the uh, that the task force has been a huge success. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I don't know what type of funding you know goes into the task force. Is it completely new people they brought on? Is it just people that say, hey, you want to you know make an extra hour? You know, who knows? But if they could you know put the same type of effort forth and instead of just having you know the you know whatever they have right now as you know their PR, which you know I know we email back and forth with a couple guys, but make you know a team, make some type of of branch who does that. Specifically, who we can see logging onto our forums. I know that uh, at uh, the summit meeting, not this year, but last year, yeah. I think that Ghani Man and you know Encyclopedia had talked to them, and they said, "Yeah, you know, we'll start logging on more and whatnot." But they you know, find a way to to actually connect with us. You know, and just say, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, there's stuff out there. And yeah, we should use them." Connect, actually connect with us. You know, you know, we, we we have the you know the plan line newsletter that goes around. Maybe with the community sites and the premier sites. You know, they need something that's going around every week, you know, catching us up so that we actually have, you know, that that you're using us to help report instead of us just trying to help you report. Use right. us yeah, yeah. to help you. Yeah, I, 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 I thoroughly agree. Um, and you know it's it's interesting the the position that you know that we're put in, kind of uh, having to extrapolate and in, 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 interpret 
what Square Enix is trying to tell us because they're so silent. I think you know this discussion would have been a lot shorter if the, if we had had a statement from them uh, that was that was backing some sort of ideal or motive or or you know saying something concrete mm-hmm. about these. Um, but the fact that we're left open to speculation means that you know we could we could come up with any wild connection we could think of and you know who's to say that we're wrong um you know and and so you know that yeah to that end i definitely agree that you know the the um the communication between square enix and the community and, and, and you know through the community sites um as something that they themselves have admitted they need to work on especially to the premiere sites but you know there are clearly other community sites out there that are uh, you know that capture a great deal of the audience and can relay ideas as effectively as well. And you know, yeah, why shouldn't they exercise those avenues? I noticed something interesting that I, you know, I wish they'd understand this. That uh, on my site, I did the subtitled Japanese commercials a while back. Mm-hmm. They had a new campaign for the free trial. And they did some, you know, comedic type commercials. I subtitled them, and that, by far, that was the most popular page on JP Button <laughs> Jimmy and the, guitarist. the most popular video on my YouTube account. Like, way, way ahead of anything else, by far. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a huge interest in this amongst uh, Final Fantasy XI players. Like, you know, just the Japanese side of it and you know that kind of funny stuff and what's going on there but it seems like they it's it's separated and there's no concerted effort to really connect it people are so interested in it mhm absolutely i'd like yeah, I think- to see what the budget difference between north american advertising and japanese advertising is i mean i'm not saying that you know one side doesn't get special treatment over the other even though it's it's you know in just in GMs and the GM power, it's quite obvious which side has more power. Why won't they work a little bit for us? I mean, who who's going to want to play a game when like yeah, man, do you still play Final Fantasy? Uh, I got banned because I I you know like I said something and apparently it pissed somebody off, but I said it to a JP guy, so I got banned. But I said the same thing to a North American guy, and I just got a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. And that is by far and away has been proven and confirmed, you know, or like, oh man, I don't want to play. I accidentally lotted on something, and they wouldn't let me give it to that person yeah. because they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to fix something that we made that was obviously a mistake. We can't work for the community. We have to punish the community if they make one tiny little error. Something that everyone agrees, oh, we want to fix this. Why can't we fix this? You know, there was a Square Enix forum on BG, and they had their own login that was private to them, and they could post on, and it wasn't posted on. It wasn't used. Yeah. Well, I don't know, talking to, talking to Ganny, like... Uh, you know, it was brought up earlier um, how they said, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll try and log into the forums more. Um, you know, I was talking to him a while back and they, they don't use it. They, they don't use it at all. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I really, what I would really like to do, um, you know, cause we keep going back to the, the community team, maybe not doing as much as they, they could or should. I would like to just kind of go and see what they do for a day. 
just to see you know yeah. all the stuff that they have to do because really i mean community community relations like okay so what do you do like obviously you you know relations with the community but what what details you know because it's you know it's it's to be you know being being talked about like this you got to wonder if they're they're understaffed or you know overworked or what's going on oh i bet i bet i mean i love to know how it goes on it's 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 almost a seven-year-old game uh you know they've their staff is not only uh working on on final new stuff for final fantasy 11 and adminning it but apparently that team is also working on uh, rapture as well so you know you got to figure that these guys are probably stretched really really thin as it is and you know having a crappy economy is not going to help any more uh right. the, you know on top of that um but you know that that being said uh are they doing everything in their capacity to um it, you know, create a line of open communication between their fans and themselves. Uh, you know, are their feedback lines really as open as they'd like to think? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think that I'm in any position to try to make that assessment. But I think that these are serious questions that uh, you know only Square Enix in and of themselves can address. And that's part of the issue that we're coming into here is, is that there is a lot of profound silence coming from Square Enix, not only when it comes to dramatic issues like this one, but in general, we, we you know, the community leaders in general don't don't get much information of this is what we want from you, this is what we need from you, this is what can help us communicate with you better, this is how we get feedback better. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of feedback from a lot of community leaders, and they're just saying, you know, we just listen for whenever they want to talk to us and when we do we jump at them yeah Yeah, i mean i've gotten emails from them a couple times but it's always when when i do something that they don't like you know give give me something positive to post then you know if i'm posting the stuff that that you may not agree with or or something you know i really honestly like square enix could send me a picture of dog crap and say post it and i would do it (laughs) like you know happily I, yeah, like I don't, I don't get why they don't go, you know, through the community sites anymore. And this, this, you know, thing with with Pandemonium Warren the other day was was al- almost a slap in the face because it's like, I, you know, still, it was on this community site for weeks. I'm still guys, shocked. I am still that. shocked. It's just unbelievable. And then there's the premiere site, you know, posting it two weeks afterwards. It's like, you know, are you gonna be as a premiere site? What what are you supposed to be doing? Like, obviously, the wiki has the database. Ala has a database. Uh, and forums. I mean, it's you know, if you're gonna post news, post it when it happens, not decide. Oh, hey, I'm gonna do it now. And if you just found out about it, then like you know, two weeks after it happened, you need to, you know, post be the source attention. Right. Yeah. Maybe something else that they need to look into too is you know because because we've been told. I'm sure you know Fusion. You've heard the same thing. Is that you know we don't have we're not formatted like what a community site or a premier site should be formatted like you know we're not yeah, an we're, informational yeah. site you know i you know? think if, if we were we were more structured like warcry or stratix where mm-hmm. we like do one update a month i think we might be able to get <laughs> well yeah and, and i think maybe square enix should should take a look at at what they want their premier sites to do absolutely you know uh, I because love i to see them reevaluate that I, so. I i definitely agree that you know ff encyclopedia yeah is a great premier site because it, it is an, an amazing site but i think saying premier sites are only sites like this is wrong because i think that you know pet food alpha jp button you know limit break radio uh uh, uh blue garter you know they all do things that are you know, equally as important to the community as what FF Encyclopedia does. And unique, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not a premier site. BG's not a premier site. 
Of when course, we did, of when course, we did information when we did information gathering about it a long time ago, uh, back when we first split off of the new administration staff. We were told that the we would have to get rid of several several things would have to be gotten rid of. We could not have um, anything to do with uh, you know with nudity, anything to do with mass amount of cursing. We could we had to essentially provide a significant amount of censorship that we you know Nikkei and I we sat down we talked about it and we said we're not willing to censor our community like this. We are unwilling to tell the community you can talk about it unless they don't like it or even if they don't, it's going to get rid of and you have to be in trouble. I've had, I've had contact with Square Enix before. I've had lawyers call me and ask me to remove things and I've complied with what they have asked me to remove. But you know, the fact that the only calls that I've had for, are from Square Enix lawyers and the fact still that bg itself is one of the largest communities out there right now there are 839 users on most users ever 3411 yeah. we went over on bandwidth this month we have three terabytes of bandwidth and we destroyed it wow we absolutely destroyed it. We're, <laughs> we're considering switching to a new thing because traffic is going up 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 it's not going down it's not slowing down it is going up and you're going to tell me that basically the largest independent uh, community site out there for a game that doesn't have an amazing amount of players to begin with is simply ignored, but you're, you're telling me that it's being read every day by devs, it's being read every day by community people, people take a look at it. It doesn't take a lot of work to let the community know that you're reading. You can have your own custom account with your own custom name and your own custom color, and you can be nice and pretty and do whatever you want, and you can type LOL to a thread about something really funny or that's awesome or, hey, look at the screenshot I just took. You can do basically nothing as far as as saying, we're going to fix this, we're going to post official notes. You can do none of that. You can just simply say, hey, I'm here, I'm watching. And that's going to be more to the community than we're getting now. We don't even have someone officially saying we're reading your forums. You have, oh, yeah, we're going to log in and look at the account. Well, you're logging in, but you're not letting anybody know. Yeah, You can do a small amount of PR that you're doing every day. When you look at a thread and it makes you laugh, you can type and reply, oh, man, that was the most hilarious thing in the world. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Or, oh, man, we discovered this dupe. And you can say, don't worry, we're not going to ban you. Thank you for letting us know. They yeah. could have made that post on the one thread where, where the guys even stated, I'm not sure I want to post this because I'm scared of getting banned. But I found that the dupe on Sandworm is still going. I'm so scared of getting banned. This guy is sitting in fear. He reported something to Square. He's posting about it to let everybody know this is going on. Be careful. And he's scared of getting banned because the, because he inadvertently found out that the dupe was still there, that they didn't fix what they did. You know what? Square Enix community rep could have posted and replied to that on any forum. Yo, we see this. Thank you for letting us know. We will take care of it. And I guarantee you people will say, oh, man, that's badass. Yeah. You know, Those are my buddies. Those are my dogs. WoW has it. 
You go to the forums there, you look at the blue posts. The blue posts are from the people. They do funny stuff. They make LOL comments. They make official comments, too. They make unofficial comments. We're sorry you lost this. We're sorry you lost this. Yeah. We will look into it. You know, it, it's interesting that, 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 that you mentioned, you know, how, how he, you know, posts it and he's afraid to post it because he thinks he's going to get banned, but he also made a GM call. We had a post on one of our forums about someone who um, had gotten some... Uh, some gear, some salvage gear, through the salvage dupings and didn't realize that it was going yeah, on. Yeah. And and when he found out, because it was actually his brother that was like leading the dupings, and when his brother told him that that's how he got that gear, he called a GM. He told the GM about it, and then he dropped all of his gear. He yeah. dropped his Marduk body, even though he had you know independently farmed up, you know the twelve Imperial Woots ingots for it. Called up the GM, told him, then dropped all his stuff, and he said he didn't even get a warning. Right, yeah. You know, and and I definitely have to say that, um, you know, uh, as, you know, LBR could could kind of be a microcosm uh, as to, to what, uh, you know, what kind of challenges administration-wise Square Enix has to face. Because as as a quote-unquote public figure, as as many blogs and many other places have, have pointed out that, that we have been labeled now public figures by virtue of what we do, but as public figures, we have one of two choices to either interact with our you know people who call themselves our fans or to you know to not and to to keep to keep silent and in the you know what what we decided to do because we have a very hands-on approach to to what we do is we decided yeah we are real people we are going to post on these forums just like anyone else will and we'll you know we are forum members just like anyone else and we'll go in and make comments on on fan art submissions and you know uh lol this thread is you know hilarious stuff like that and and you do see it because it means it means a lot to people and it sometimes is the difference between like you know uh, a thread going to seven pages or to you know dying within two it it really does make a difference and and you know square enix could could do a whole lot of pr uh, uh, you know, damage control by just starting that mode of dialogue, coming out and saying, "Hey, all right, we're gonna we're gonna include you. We're gonna include the fan base in you know what we're doing here." I think that that would absolutely be in their best interest. The best free advertising you can get is people saying, "Yeah, this company watches what I do, and they work with me." And and you know what? I don't. I think you would be. But prior to these bannings, I think you would be very hard pressed to find someone that wouldn't say that about Square Enix based on their anti RMT activities. That. That was one of the things that always had me singing Square Enix's praises because that shows initiative. It shows that they do care about the community and the balance of their game. Whereas, you know, I've I've also been a part of other online games that turn a blind eye to to, to RMT and 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 allow it to happen. So, you know, there there are definitely things that that can be done to improve their image even after. Or something like this, and yeah, I, I I can't agree with you more, Sonoma. That um, uh, you know, the best way to do that is to actually come out and to be a real person instead of a big 
uh, a big block of of rules. Like that's all we have to go on. Like that's all the only thing that we have to refer to are the terms of service. That's it. That's all. That's the only answers that we get. And when we go there, all we get is you you can be banned for any reason. Well, I guess this is any reason. So it's as good as any, right? Maybe not so much. I'm a little shocked to find that there's one team working on two MMOs. I mean, maintenance, maintaining two MMOs is one thing, but maintaining one and developing another one at the same time? That's, there was, uh, that's a lot there of work. Was, there was yeah, some conversation that went around on the BG Link show recently that was very controversial and almost the point where people were very upset over the topic enough that not mad at each other, but upset over the topic enough that I almost changed the subject forcibly. I said, we need, I almost said we need to talk about something else. And that was the thought, and this is going to be very taboo and very unpopular. Are they trying to kill their own game so they can make a different one? That's a good question. I mean, you know, that that brings a whole host of of different ideas because, you know, fact is they're running out of room on the PS2. Uh, you know, that definitely sets a limited lifespan, whether you have to, you know, you then have a choice whether to, uh, you know, discontinue support for the PlayStation 2 and continue on with the other two existing platforms, or, you know, do you just stop content updates? Uh, they, that's, that's a real problem. That is a, that is a real, real issue that, again, has not been, we we have they've been they've been silent on that issue they've said yeah we'll continue we'll continue content updates as long as there are players that are willing to play the game and you know that i i that's that's a that's a really interesting question there sonoma it almost asks another question like would the final fantasy 11 community follow them to the new game i wouldn't it depends. I mean, there's a lot that de- that depends. You know, is it high? F- uh, is it high fantasy? What kind of setting is it? You know, there's there's just there's a lot there's a lot of differences. Are we going to get told for the first three years of New Rapture that we can't do this because of Xbox limitations? <laughs> in, in my opinion, because I know Sony has it in place with the PS3. They have code to allow emulation because they've done it themselves via downloadable content. You work with Sony for a few months, you convert your PS2 game to be emulated, and then set on a download server. You say, sorry guys, we're ending PS2 support, but if you send in your CDs, we will send you PC copies you can get for free. We will send you Xbox 360 copies you can, da- you can have for free, or you can download the game onto your PS3 right there for free, but we are ending PS2 support within a year. There you go. Uh, you know, because Blizzard did it. They upgraded and said, you've got to have DirectX 9. You've got to have a better video card. No more GeForce 4 MXs and MX3s. Right. Upgrade or sorry, find a game that plays on your on your system. Oh wait, those games are ten years old. You have to move forward with the community. But if you're forcing the community to stay back, you're screwed. I built a new PC not long ago, a quad core with a high end video card. Yet I was worried, can I buy this this hardware and make sure Final Fantasy is going to work on it? If I <laughs> if I upgrade to Vista, am I going to be able to have the same enjoyable experience that I have been able to on Windows XP? 
The all, all trust me, all legitimate questions too. No, I mean we're working kind of with an issue though. where Square Enix almost shot itself in the foot when they said, and they they did say in an interview once that they did not want to drop. Uh, the PlayStation 2 players. And if you look at the number, when they first started out, uh, Japanese play, uh, PlayStation 2, one of their highest highest sources in that in that region, and all right, they are a Japanese company, as much as we'd like to, to, to say that they don't favor it, they do. Um, they shot themselves in the foot in that situation. Are, are we seeing this trend where, okay, we're seeing the episodic updates, we're seeing um, they're not being shy at mass bannings, or are, we, are they settling into the fact that, that that uh, Square or that Square Enix's Final Fantasy XI, uh, maybe not dying, but reaching middle age at this point, where we're not going to see too much uh, as far as uh, updates goes. You know, and that brings me to a to kind of a, an odd point where um, it was sometime after FanFest there was an interview released um, where the dev team was asked about PS3 support, and they had said that they were talking to somebody at Sony about it, but he quit. And, like, it was just, that was it. Like, they didn't bother to, like, pursue it again. Like, I'm wondering if, like, they just decided, hey, you know what? Maybe we should just not do this. You know? Because, like, well, you know, someone quitting isn't going to, you know, if you really, really wanted to do it, one person quitting isn't going to change that. Right, right. Well, you know, and that there's there is that whole question of the of the viability of the PlayStation Three, you know, uh, especially in a in a worldwide market. The, the sales of the the system have been lackluster, to to put it mildly. Definitely less than stellar. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know the the thing about that is that you know there's there's definitely this whole business aspect to to Square Enix themselves because they are a business. Business. Let's you know. Let's not forget that, because with all you know, at, at the end of the day, all of the idealism about cheating and about uh, you know what what is fair or what is not fair, both on the side of the players and the side of Square Enix, this is a business. The bottom line is dollars. That is the absolute bottom line, and they have to do what is going to be most profitable. Um, you know and 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 at the same time balance it with issues of uh, of idealism and ethics so you know it's 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 hard to say was you know was this the the best idea is this you know what's going to end up making them the most money i think that this was a definitely an ethics Decision. This was not an an economic decision. This was not a right. business decision. And you know, going going to that, um, I think some of the stuff uh, interviews from FanFest too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of talk. I think one of the questions was about uh, gear remodeling for for ZNM stuff. Um, and one of the things that I noticed out of out of the, the interviews that came out is they seem to talk about or, or at least mention a budget quite a bit. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making me wonder, you know, if if they're starting to pull money out of Eleven a little bit to to put into other stuff, like if they're kind of slowly, you know, not caring about it as much. It was kind of interesting to me that, you know, he would keep mentioning, you know, well, if it's in the budget, then yeah, you know. Just looking back a bit, I think one of the things really holding it back, which I I didn't really think about it till this discussion, is that, you know, in America we have a lot of free internet you can go to starbucks or like some cafes or restaurants and you you have the free wi-fi but instead of that in japan they have a lot of these internet uh cafe chains 
they're sort of like little entertainment centers. You almost you almost rent uh, a kid's room, and it's like a cubicle, and you get a couch and a TV and a computer and internet, and a lot of those chains uh, support these online games. Like Lineage Two is really popular, and Monster Hunter I think has an online game, and mm-hmm. uh, EverQuest, Final Fantasy, all of them, and they use PlayStation Twos. And pulling support for PlayStation 2 would sort of make all that useless. And I think that could be something really holding it back more than just Japanese players using PlayStation 2. Because, yeah, PlayStation 3, I'll admit the sales are really not good at all. But it's starting to pick up, especially that now that the lineup of games is growing. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I could see them moving to support it, but I think maybe the you know the the solid foundation of online gaming which is which which is these uh internet cafe chains still utilize the ps2 largely right right and and you know there's probably going to be this weird transitional period for a while where we're going to get uh, content updates that are like the uh you know the the three um uh expansion scenarios that we're going to be seeing you know and and a lot of people have been like well why you know what's what's the deal with these expansion scenarios and you know the easy answer to that is is that you don't have to add uh very many new dat files you don't have to add that many new character animations it's cheaper to make is probably what it is absolutely you know tanaka was so crazy you know uptight about budget 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 he's like instead of making a big expansion we'll just like hire some old writer and we'll just do a bunch of cutscenes. exactly that's exactly it and so you know now that they're repurposing already existing data uh, you know, is is that indicative of all of the future content? And you know, maybe it's more reasonable to to uh, hypothesize that we're going to get the this kind of uh you know middleweight content that uses pre existing data and pre existing stuff uh, within the game files um, uh, before a major decision is reached to either drop PS2 support or figure out what the future of the game's viability is going to be. Um, you know, that's, that's, I definitely think that they're starting to hedge their bets with the, with the new scenarios. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm not, I'm no less excited about the, the new content. That's really cool. I'm, I'm stoked about that, but, uh, you know, just, just from that, from that point of view, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's hard to say what the future of the game is going to be because it could go either way at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a really easy way to update your game, make it look pretty, attract people to it and make people want to play it. It's very easy. Yes, it would cost a little bit of money, but it is 100% doable. I know it's doable because Sony did it with the original EverQuest. They relaunched the game with a new expansion Mm -hmm. that had updated high-res models for people who actually put more than $3 into their computer. It's very simple since you already have three different patch servers, one for PC, one for Xbox, and one for PlayStation 2, to simply give the PC and Xbox users graphics comparable to the power they have. 
it would not be hard at all to give me deaths that are high res that the community people are already making. There's a yeah. thread on BG about high res deaths. Very easy to make high res data files that people who have the PC power can can put to use. People who have the Xbox power can put to use. Sure. And yes, it's very sad that the PS2 players get generic models that look like other ones. But you know what? They're sitting on a system that's 10 years old. It's time to either upgrade or simply stick with what you've used. Yeah, I, I, I think that that is uh, very fair. People keep calling Final Fantasy a dead game. Final Fantasy is basically this one of the second, in, in North America at least, probably the second largest MMO left. Yes, yeah. it is very hard to fathom the 12 million, uh, you know, 12 million players playing WoW right now. But you know what? 12 million players are playing WoW, but still 500,000 approximately are playing Final Fantasy. You have one of the most well-recognized names in RPG history, yeah. and you are mm-hmm. sitting there and making your name a joke by ignoring your game. But you keep re-releasing the original ones over and over again. So, you know, why don't you put a little money into this? Why don't you relaunch Final Fantasy XI? It's Final Fantasy Online. Why don't you give it an updated version? Why don't you let people download pre-existing customers who get to download updated, prettier content to make their game look like it's supposed to on their high-end system? We'll talk to their friends and say, man, I just got a free update from, from Square. You should get play this game. They'll yeah. go out. They'll get a disc. They'll get the updated graphics. They'll be like, dude, this is badass. We all got to play this game you can turn your 500,000 users into 750 into a million very easily because you have the name when somebody says i want to play all the final fantasy games to them i say well 11's an mmo they're like oh man i bet that's awesome square mmo square rpgs are always good and i say yeah not so much if right. you're well, used to WoW, you're not going to have fun in Final Fantasy. There's actually a uh, a poll on on GameFAQs uh, not all that long yeah, ago, yeah. Out, like best best run MMO of, of 2008, and uh, Final Fantasy XI I think came in second. You know, obvi- obviously, you know, WoW WoW was up front, but you know, it was kind of surprising to see. You know, you don't think that you know that the game doesn't get a whole lot of you know media exposure and that you know people say it's dead but you know it's winning second place and you know polls on on pretty big you know websites so i mean that that says something i think yeah absolutely and i mean there are there are a lot of data collection places out there uh the one that i uh currently like to uh to to frequent is uh mmogchart.com i believe uh which is a uh a kind of a a, a uh, shoot off of another project called the Daedalus Project that's done by uh, Nick Yee, who uh, was a uh, Stanford researcher and spent uh, quite a lot of time and uh, and money researching uh, online games and trends in online games. And one of the things that is really n- neat about MMOGchart.com is that you can track MMOs by current population size. And Final Fantasy XI is, you know, I don't think that they're second but i know that they're in the top four or five still as far as raw numbers are concerned so you know square as far as far as uh, you know a north american game is is concerned square is in this really unique opportunity to be able to um uh, really reinvent their game because after seven years it's still very viable with a very active 
player community. And that being said, look at something like Age of Conan, who after you know only several months of operation has started to already condense servers. Look mm-hmm. at Hellgate London. Uh, you know the the studio that released that is no longer even running it. It's being run by uh, by a Korean server farm, and you know it's stuff like that that shows how difficult it really is to get a game off the ground these days. And the fact that Square Enix is already working with a pre-existing audience, and they they can easily, as Sonoma outlined, go back and update their game. It's not like there isn't precedence for this. Ultima Online has gone through multiple different uh, uh, versions of graphics. Dark Age of Camelot has gotten high-res graphics update, as, as Sonoma mentioned. EverQuest. So there are definite precedences for this, and there is also precedence to be able to drop support for a dead piece of hardware. So, you know, yeah, it absolutely is time to move on from the PlayStation 2, and if this game is going to continue to be a viable game in the future, Square Enix really has to start getting some long-term goals to make this a viable game. That's what I never really understood about the game is, like Sonoma mentioned, there's no there's no graphic updates. You get a new computer, and your performance might actually go down. Like, there's no there's no correlation between how good your computer is and how well Final Fantasy XI will run. Yeah, it it's completely ridiculous, I think. And then Vista comes out, and people can't even play; they can't install. So they're like, "Oh, here, download this little patch thing, and that'll take care of it." It 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 seems so, you know, like slipshod. It's just, they don't seem to keep with the PC trends. They just sort of patch it as it goes along and they're not they're not a oh well. They're not really a PC company. I mean they never really have been. They've released you know, I think Final Fantasy eight and Final Fantasy seven might seven. Yeah. Oh my god. Eight was abysmal. Oh yeah. It was terrible for the PC. It was it was horrid. And uh, you know, so they're not a, they're inherently not a PC company, and you know the fact that they were able to achieve this monumental goal of having a, a multi-platform MMO where all users can hop on and get the same experience—that's great. And the fact that they've had that now for several several years is an even bigger accomplishment. But you know, there is obvious disparities in, in hardware specs between a PlayStation Two and an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and it. You know, I I I have to agree that it is time to to move on uh, from uh, you know from dead hardware and start to look towards the future to be a much more viable viable game. I so, literally caught myself drooling thinking about high res models in Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> oh, how 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 good would that Ares body oh, look? Oh man, man. holy! And even just seeing like high res, just like you know how when you click on somebody and your head slightly turns over to look at. Just imagine if just just for a second. I mean, it's, I know it's a small thing, but then your eyes just sort of slowly move over as well. Turn and, just, and see those those nice shiny baby blues staring yeah, at just, you. Like, like little things like that. Because I'm I'm huge into animation and development and stuff, and I dabble a little bit. So I mean, just, just seeing little details like that, especially like little facial smiles. If you smiled, and your character actually smiled in the emo. Right. Things like one that. Of the, one of the things the that's only- always kind of made me wonder is like the character creation. 
Like, what's up with that? Like, ah! you know, you have character <laughs> creation, and then you get in the game, and you're like, this isn't what I just made. Right. I know. <laughs> I was totally different. What happened to my Elvon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's a really good point. And, and, and you know, and as, as Sonoma has pointed out, these high-res models are fairly easy to to make and are being done by a fan community uh you know there are a lot of really great uh dat modding sites out there ffxi dats uh there's the ffxi mod community those are two that immediately come to mind and and here's people that are basically doing this this stuff for free uh, that you know, you could you could look towards them as a source of inspiration, or may, you know, like one of, one of the things that that is that's kind of confusing is why not use that to your advantage? Why not take this and and use some of these really creative, really well done dat mods and say, hey, I really like what you did here. What would you think if we you know put this in the game? Some people might in the end ask you for money, but other people just want to be like you know, see somebody else walking around and be like, dude. I designed that. That's awesome. Like that's that's a different level of of community input and and I think that there is you know, there's room for that. There is absolutely mm-hmm. room for that. You know, yeah, there's probably some some legal headaches that, you know, could possibly arise from it. So, you know, you figure that out, you find a contract. I, I don't know. You guys have the law department. You figure it out. You know, it kind of reminds me. Um, you can turn that into a positive spin. The community is going to get behind. Yeah. Once a, once a month, hold a contest and say, here is your contest. We have this set of armor. Update it using these tools, which will essentially allow you to export the dots into Photoshop. Update them how you believe they should look in this new century of computer hardware. Submit that to us. The winner will receive, and this is the thing that artists want the most, it's not necessarily money, it's recognition. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Send this to us, we will put you in the credits as a DAT donator. We will list you on our site as a DAT donator, and we will send you a certificate digitally signed by us that you can give as a reference. Because what company what do, wants doesn't want to hire somebody who says, oh, looking over here, you did some art for this company, you did some art for that. Oh, you did art for Square Enix, a major game company, and is featured premierly yeah. as one of their major DATs in a game. Okay, you're legitimate now. This could be done for free. They could have the work done for them by amateurs who have been using basically a, a DAT ripper that just tears the DAT apart and hopes it goes back together again correctly right. using Photoshop and MS Paint. They, they could literally give us simple, simple tools that we could use to turn their game into a high-res behemoth. Yeah. That they could use for free, make the community happy, do stuff. Because, I mean, look, look at other game companies. They have their art contests. They have their art departments. They have their show-offs. You go and you see the amateur art. You say, oh, man, that amateur art's great. And then every now and then, 
you get a wallpaper released by the company that reminds you the people who work here are simply better at doing this than you. <laughs> this is a beautiful piece of art. And the top end of the community, the top end of the community, because I've seen this looking through all the fan arts on, on Blizzard's webpage, the top end of the community who've donated art, their art will be featured primarily because you know what? That person got a job. Yeah, you're right. taking from your talent pool right there who already love your game. You could you could redo your entire game and have the fans do it for you by telling them it's a contest and giving them recognition that they did it. And Absolutely, the best, the best, the best give them jobs. Absolutely, and and you know what? There's even a bigger precedence that has already been set for this. Look at Valve and Counter Strike. That was the same thing. Counter-Strike was made as, as a Half-Life mod that, you know, these bunch of guys did sitting in their basement, and Valve gave them jobs, and look what they're doing now, making Left for Dead. I mean, that's, that's, truly, that's truly amazing, and I think that that is one of the major successes of the video game industry. Other companies can learn from this. Right, and there was just, uh, I think last month, there was a, a thing that came out for Xbox uh, Xbox Live and, and PSN. It was the Street Fighter Two like, HD remix yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All the music tracks in that were taken from OC, OC remix. remix. that's right, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not too crazy, you know. I mean, this stuff has been done already, and it has been successful, so. That HD remix started as an amateur project. Yeah. You have an amateur project that gets picked up by by community leaders, given to the people in charge, and the people in charge they get them jobs. I guarantee you, because I know for a fact that when Valve took a look at what what was being done with Day of Defeat, which was within the, one of the next big mods, yeah. the first thing that was said: hire these guys, make sure they're working for us. Look at Battlefield. Yeah. Battlefield started with with a mod. Uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it was a it was a, a modern warfare mod. It was stupidly popular, amazingly popular. Battlefield looked at it and said, "Man, these guys know what they're doing." They hired those guys to make the next Battlefield. Yeah, you can pull from a talented community, and you can get free advertising by running silly contests, or you can take the best and give them jobs. Saves mm-hmm. you from having to to pay somebody else to look for jobs. <laughs> Right. And I mean, even maybe even that, like, you know, going back to like the the dad idea, you know, if they want to upgrade some stuff, do a little bit at a time, get get the community to do the work for you, give them the credit. And, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, hiring them on or even giving them money necessarily. So and the best part of it is is you're saving time and manpower. And if we got these people who are, okay, we're working on this MMO and that MMO, we get we got this game in the back corner that we need to be working on that we're not. Um and you have all this this stress happening between you and in this terrible economy the best thing you can do is just rely and or just tap your fans on the shoulder and say hey let's have a contest let, let's do this and, and then you save yourself the time the work and, and and the only thing you really have to worry about is putting a person's name up on a website and in credits right. i mean how hard is that that, that, I mean, I even I did a little bit of uh, dat modding for for video way back when, and I mean the the tools in which it be used is I mean it's it's not all that difficult, and there are a lot of very and I mean insanely talented people just creating mods just yeah. for fun, and I would love to see a pimp pad you know actually look like a feather on it, not just this little blob. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and you know, and that's the thing is that you know your fan community is is a already going to be very loyal because they already like what you do, and are really going to just want to work with you. If 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 nothing else, you know the the wonderful uh, uh, donations of work that we've gotten at LBR have have been proof of that. Where you know all we've had to do is as you know, hey. Can can you do this for us? And yeah, oh yeah, def- definitely. And and uh, you know, for for nothing more than just a thanks. Like that's the and and you you discover true talent that way. And, and it, it, I, I mean, really, that's the way we found Tom too. Yeah. And man, Tom too is just like one of the most talented people I know. And, and I, and I love having his input on the show and having him, having him with us and, and do the work and, uh, you know, do, do the, uh, the image work that he does. And all he does it for is just a thanks. You know, we don't, we don't have to pay him anything. And that, that lesson can be extended into other avenues in even something as serious as a game like final fantasy 11, because, you know, let's, let's not mince words here. Again, this is a business. This is money. This is, you know, at the end of the day, this is somebody's job. This is somebody's uh, livelihood that, that, you know, that's what this game means to them. Um, but, you know, to open it up to an already loyal fan base, I think, is, is not going to do yourself any harm. And to top it off, I mean, we're we've gone way far from the topic we we started this at. I mean, this is pretty much a, a general call. I mean, we could all pretty much agree to square. You know, if we were to come out with one me- message from this episode to Square Enix, it's tap us on the shoulder, talk to us. I mean, explanations, plans for the future, uh, or what were you planning when that happened? But talk to us. Let us know what's going on in your guys' head, and if you need any help. I mean, your community's there. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, you've pissed off a bunch of people for what what you did, but you know what? It, those those same people are going to come back and say, "Yeah, okay, I'll help you out." Uh, you know, we like this game, we love it. You know, communication so in, shows you care, and it shows you're listening. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, I should just get together with uh, Corinth. We'll go on up to Tokyo Shinjuku, go to their office. Check it out. There you go. <laughs> Pitch them the idea. Be like, forget Rapture, all right? Take what you already have and build on it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll knock uh, on the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if communication's uh, an issue, just, you know, uh, to tap on, you know, tap on JP Button's shoulder and just have a conversation with him. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I can already, like, I can already picture Elmer to like walking into the Square Enix like HQ, like in uh, the lobby scene in the Matrix or whatever, and he's like, "Translate the damn dev blog yourself." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the you know there's. We've we've gotten so far away from the topic of of you know just the, a little, the just a title bit. for this show January twenty what band <laughs> <laughs> but it's all related, uh, it, this is this is all related it's it is from one thing 
The bannings happened because they did not have a finger in the community. Because if there was somebody that people could talk to, I guarantee you, hey, this duping is still going on because I, I, I cannot believe out of all the people who knew, I cannot believe that there's not at least one in 10 good people good person who's going to say this this is still going on people in my link show are still doing this and if there is somebody in the community that they could send a pm to or even say publicly this is going on and have somebody say okay we're getting a few reports of it not just a single report that possibly a gm doesn't mention because he wants to abuse it on his own and have it taken care of it all stems back to you can avoid a lot of trouble if you simply talk to people mm -hmm, yeah and you don't have to talk a lot just a little bit, but everybody gets along if you at least know I can say something and it'll be listened to. They tell us the emails are being read. They tell us that the GM reports are getting to them. But you know what? They're not telling us. They're just saying, oh, yeah, it's totally happening. We'll bring this back to Japan with us. And I think that's that's one of the things too, and I mean that's that's one of the the reasons JP Button is is such an amazing website is, you know, they do talk to, they you know they have all the stuff they they you know the developers and all these interviews they do, but we never see them, um, which I mean a lot of it is is you know Japanese media, but I mean they could they could do something like you know if they do an interview say. You know, we will do this for your magazine if we can include some of it, like on our 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 development blog or whatever. And then they need to take that and they need to translate it into English, French, and German. That's something that they've needed to do for a really long time. Yeah, I think. yeah, for real. It would, you know, and, and it, it almost seems like a, a purposeful barrier on the point of whoever is, you know, is doing the the dev blog. To almost exclude the North American community, like it's a Japanese exclusive, um, and, and you know, you figure with how many ways it, you know it's it's easy to to translate that. And granted, I don't know how easy it is to translate it, Elmer. About how long does it take you to to translate uh, a dev blog entry? They're usually pretty short. Their auto blurbs yeah. doesn't right. take very long at all. Right. So I mean, if you're not, you know. Hey, you, you know, you're not putting that much into it as it is. I mean, I remember that there was kind of an extensive thing that they did around the time of Vonifest, uh, yeah. but that was, I so mean, that, that was a that lot was of pictures. English. They posted that in English. I know, I know. So They know that we look at it, so why don't they do it full-time? It doesn't make any sense. They could promote it and have it be such a better avenue of communication than it is. Right. It's like they're worried that Elmer won't have anything to do or something. I don't know. Like, it's just, it just, it, it amazes me why, why they wouldn't do that when, you know, even I think two years ago when they had the, the JP fan fest, they had stuff posted in, in English because they knew that we would be looking at it. Well, like, yeah. it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it, it, and and you know that's one of those little inconsistencies there that you know why why is this the way that it is and I I don't know something like that to me kind of seems like a lack of manpower but you know again I I have no idea how things you know work over if there. if we're talking like translations and and the dev blog you know they have they have seven people they have seven people doing their localization team you know they have yeah. them for for french for for german and for english you know tell you know send them an email with the thing tell them to put it on you know the whatever language version of the blog or whatever 
and they could translate it in like five minutes yeah. like really i mean like elmer said it doesn't take very long they're usually pretty short so i mean they they have somebody do it for like the vanifest type stuff so yeah. i just i, I don't know I don't, know I don't understand they don't even have to do it well i mean they could just throw <laughs> they could throw it into babel fish and and you know give <laughs> give me a rough idea of what it's saying at least you know what i mean it's like even even that would show a little bit more effort on their part just to throw it into something where it's just automatic and it you know it may be kind of garbled but hey i can make out a thing here or there mm-hmm. uh, i you know that's i don't think that that's unreasonable i don't think no. and I, and it's not you know it's not hard to do either so you know it kind of leaves you to wonder what is what's what why why, why is that it mm-hmm. goes back to how i mentioned the the japanese commercials or were the most popular thing by far. It's you know, do they understand? They, I'm not sure if they understand the interest that there is in this. That people would be very interested to hear what the dev blog is saying, even if it's, even if it's a you know, Happy New Year, and we moved our Final Fantasy XI offices to another floor, and now we have lots of space and can work easily together. Like that mm-hmm. announcement, that was just that. But people would like to read that. They like to know what's going on in the company and yeah, how things are that. changing but like do they know that the interest is there is what i wonder and another thing i said is if they don't can we make it clear to them i mean it, it, what 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 further way do we do we make it clear to them that we want you know, this stuff i, mean, I don't, it's been I don't think we could make it any any clearer you know um you know we always we've been doing the the dev blog stuff even even before we we teamed up with with jp button we had a, a member of the community that Skippy was translated G. for us right yeah and i mean you know and uh, you know assuming that they're they're truthful to me when they said yeah we read pfa you know they should know that obviously you know it's it's important to us so i you know it's I, don't know. I mean, I have no doubt that, you know, that they're out there doing their job and that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, but, you know, are are they, you know, that, that goes back to the kind of the fundamental question. Are they really, are they really doing what they, they should be doing? Is it the and, right and, application? And again, you know, this kind of brings me back around to, I would just love to kind of like shadow them around for a day. Yeah, absolutely. What they, what they actually do. I mean, we get these, we have all these, you know, ideas of what they, they should be doing, but what do they actually do? Like what, you know, are they required to do? What does Square Enix tell the, the community people to do? Right. You know, it, they they may not even be, you know, supposed to be doing all this stuff that we're thinking they should. Kind of like, you know, it always comes back to like GMs, like, oh, they can't help you. They can't do this or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, you know, policy. Like, it's, right. it's something I'd love to know. Right. And, and you know, you have, you have events like the Premier Site Summit where, you know, Ghani will come back and, and you know, um, uh, sometimes things are are under uh, under gag order, or you know uh, it, it, that that kind of experience. I think that that's something that I you know that that needs to be better better relayed to the to the communities. Like that seems like a very inside thing. Like okay, we're gonna you know talk about this, and and you know don't you know you can't talk about it outside of this, and you know you, or you can't talk about it till that. It's like you know there are all these kind of like red tape restrictions. Mm-hmm. And while I understand the necessity for that, I think that the overall experience of 
being at Square Enix and just being at the physical, like the physical location of the headquarters, and you know, talking talking to getting the access that they do to the developers and to uh, other members of Square Enix that whole process that whole um experience for them is you know that kind of happened but that it's never really brought back home to the community so it's never something that's really i think i think the the emotional impact is never really brought home uh you know to the community so Mm -hmm. i think that that's you know yeah that's a that's a a way to start reaching out to the community and one way you know through uh dissemination through large sites uh you know large community sites dissemination of information through them you know that's one way to accomplish that and then the the other way i think is to connect with your audience almost on a on a one-on-one basis or on a, on a much more personal basis um and and allow them to feel like they're being let in not just these members of these huge websites mm-hmm. i think and and i think that that's really important and and critical to this is that you know we i think all members should feel like you know square enix wants wants them to know what right the, and what i mean that's doing. that's what we've we've been trying to do with the last couple of premier site summits and and i think last the, the last one worked out really well ganny is like you know this is the summit it ends at this time i'll be on skype right after we'll get it right out and i think yeah. i mean you know it, in one in one side, you know, it should be up to, to Square Enix to come out because I think it, it took them a couple of days before they even um, posted anything because they had the the premier sites um, list some of the mythic weapons because they got to try them out. Yeah, um, and then they came back and told everyone to take down the images, uh, which was kind of weird. But it, you know, I think there's parts that you know we'll do as a community that maybe Square Enix. You know, it probably would be better off if they did it because they're, you know, they know more than we do. But at the same time, like there's stuff like there was the bit about, uh, you know, Rapture uh, that Sonny talked to Ganny about. And he said that they're looking to include uh, the the Play Online friend list, but they won't be using Play Online. Like Ganny had that in his write up, but he was asked to take it down. So it's like, you know, we can get some of the more, you know, interesting bits out of it that way uh, if it's, you know, if, if Square Enix isn't controlling it directly. But. I don't know. Yeah. They provide a lot of their own negative press. Yeah. Well, and and just by just by th- their silence, I mean their deafening silences. I think, uh, I think speaks more for them than than you know if they came out and said, "Hey, this is what we're doing." The relationship between the developers and the community has become very impersonal. I mean, the, the last thing I could possibly say about anybody over at Square Enix is that I would think of them as friendly, because you just never get in contact with them. And you know, I gotta say, like I've I've never talked to any of the developers personally, but like every time I just see Tanaka, he just looks like he's like gonna punch somebody. He always looks he's so like scary, uptight man. and he angry, is. and yeah. And all the other developers, they come out, they're waving at people. Oh, you know, and, and, and just... I'm I'm sure I'm sure because I never want to face the wrath of uh of tanaka-san uh <laughs> you know i'm sure that he is a very very nice guy but you know yeah i've never seen the guy smile yeah <laughs> and and you know it, it 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 has i think i think the relationship has become impersonal and uh you know much much to their detriment i i think that 
as as developers they're naturally idolized by a lot of the community you know mm-hmm. think about how much how much of a fuss is raised over sage sunday or or uh right. uh you know uh any one of them it's it's such a big deal and and you know the limited exposure that i've had to those guys um is is you know is great and to to meet them and shake their hand is is really fantastic right. but i think it would be it would be an entirely different animal to sit down and actually uh fire questions at them and 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 to you know really get a, get a sense of their responses because another thing that's really frustrating is to read interview after interview after interview of either the same question or something that's a softball question or something that is you know sort of uh, you know like or getting an answer that we've seen a billion times like i understand that that's the idea of 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 you know having you know a relationship with press is that you're not always going to get 100% the truth you're you're going to get a lot of those recycled answers, especially if you're taking a look at different sources because they mm-hmm. want to stick to their story. But at the same time, it's so frustrating because all we want to know is like maybe a tidbit about what's coming up, what's coming up in the future. You we know, I tell you that right now. What? What? We can't tell you that right now. Oh, oh, or, we can't, yeah, yeah. We, and you know, it's like there's a there was a question I had sat down with with Ganny and Gahu the night before their interview, and we were going over, you know, I was helping them go over their questions that they were going to ask, and I had thrown one out. Um, there had been a thing in the debt since since Wings came out. It looked like a like a soccer field kind of thing. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Yeah, and they were, you know they were asked like what is this for and they're like we don't have any plans for it at this time and i'm like why'd you make it then like why did yeah why is it why is it talking about being so upset about the budget why are you like getting stuff made that you're not going to use like don't you know just say oh you know we're looking to use it in the future but we can't say anything don't just like totally or or we scrap that project i mean i remember i remember uh 2007 fan fest when alakazam did their interview one of the things that pico said uh was they got a a response and actually a surprisingly candid response that there were more jobs that they were working on for the release of Wings of the Goddess, including, of course, you know, I would remember this, but including the Viking <laughs> class. But, yeah. it, you know, and and it's cool, like, it, that information is really cool to, you know, like, w- even what was what was up for a possibility and then later scrapped. It's like going back and looking at the original concept designs for Final Fantasy XI and the original concept art. It's really cool to see, you know, what could have been and ultimately wasn't, and and there are a lot of unused dats in the dat files. There are like the lo- Viking helmet, <laughs> yeah, right? There's there's that. There's also, um, you know, uh, speaking of of zones, there's a huge zone that has this kind of like downed tr- monorail looking kind of thing. That was a that was a test zone, I believe. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I it, who knows what it is because they're not telling us like what you know. And of course, minds are going to wander, imaginations are going to go crazy, but it would be nice to get some concrete answers and stuff like that. The walk right. of yeah, I mean, echoes, anybody? Like, Dude, I yeah, am exactly. so pumped for that. Exactly. Oh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's shiny. It's a you know, you know, You know what, though? I would I would easily give up walk of echoes for Tepnasia. Ah, uh, here, here. Square Enix totally shot that down, though. I know. Tepnasia. They're like, okay. Here you go. Awesome. And then you're like, oh, by the way, we're planning on giving out free riddles in the Walk of Echoes. They're an NPC for 5K. Too bad for you. Oh. <laughs> that, that would happen too, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember at the end of COP, the thought was, oh, man, 
I know what they're going to do. They're going to release Tavnazia, split it into four different parts, and that's going to be the new Dynamic Zones. Oh. That way we won't have to keep doing the old Dynamic Zones. We'll be able to do the new Dynamic Zones with new content, but no. You, you know, like, my my like idea when Wings first, when they st- first started talking about it, I'm like, you know, Ottergon, they had a whole bunch of little things, not really, like, just this big endgame zone. What if they, like, take the old like tabnasia like right after like the battle or something and make it like a new sky with you know like yeah guys that drop triggers and like that would be cool oh you know, yeah I, there's oh, if there was easy if there was one even turn it into an instant zone so it wouldn't yeah. be filled with rmt yeah, so we and can I mean, the items. <laughs> and I mean, there was, you know, we were talking about, you know, all the developers and stuff earlier. Like, I, I gotta say, if if I ran in into the guy that designed Pandemonium Warden and AV, who was also the guy that designed the ZNM system, which I'm not a huge fan of because of the whole, you know, the recommended way of, you know, sleeping to get, you know, the pitchers and Zenny. I don't have a mage job, so that's kind of, it's a little more of a nuisance to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like. I, I know anything that guy makes i just i don't like like it, it's bad like av you know no one's even beat av and every time they do they fix it pandemonium warden which has finally been killed um but even now there's you know there's questions about the the logging hate issue the which you know square enix has you know kind of unofficially said is hey this is okay <laughs> it's just like i don't know you know i don't want to see some kind of new system where you got to do a whole bunch of stuff that takes forever to do you know to pop you know some kind of new nm i i you know as much as you know getting you know out camped or, or whatever on some of the sky stuff can be i would prefer that instead of you know sitting there needing a whole bunch of inventory space and taking pictures for a couple hours like that's just i don't know that's that's having to deal with a mob that's been out for three years and yet it's still legitimately unkillable exactly the information we got was a movie that tells us nothing i can, I can only imagine like Th- what this guy must think every time he hears something about AV, he's like, I totally made that. You know, he's got to be a sadomasochist who really, <laughs> the only thought is, I'm, I'm starting to think so. That he really gets off on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> t- taking into consideration though, since we're on the AV topic, this new theory that can't, you know, that that's out where you know, the torque. yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Torque thing. I mean, when you when you look at it, when you look and say, because why would a thief wear justice torque? He wouldn't. Why would a Sam wear wear the love torque? You know, why would a black mage wear wear prudence torque? You know, uh, or, or not, not prudence, but you know, uh, uh, I think it's the hope, whatever it is. Anyway, most of the ones that you know are on the weapons you wouldn't use. Like I would never equip a justice torque, but when you look at it, that's why thief has the justice torque. It's saying equip the torque, stop the two hour. I mean, when you actually look at it, it's like okay, I you know this is this is actually a a legitimately believable strategy right or, or, or theory that's came out and, and and when you look at it now it's like why didn't we see that before here's the except except when you look on fmxih you see a lot of gear that has random jobs on it that are pointless for it we don't know this isn't mm-hmm. an issue of like a warrior being given a single piece of gear that has mind and int on it this isn't an issue of the warrior being the only melee job having errant class armor you know, for no reason whatsoever. This is an issue of everybody looks at it and thinks, well, this is just more of Square Enix putting random jobs on random pieces of gear that it doesn't belong to. Right. Why can Red Mage use bows? Why does Red Mage have bow access? 
Why does Red Mage have sword access? <laughs> Why does Red Mage have weapon access? By the way, uh, just just so uh, any of the listeners are wondering, the uh, absolute virtue uh, theory that we're uh, speaking of, uh, the, the point of reference that I have for it, at least, is uh, at Elmer's jpbutton.com. Uh, he wrote a uh, an article about uh, a Taru named uh, I bl- I don't know I'm probably going to slaughter this Suteki yeah yeah Suteki okay and uh, yes uh, he uh, he's come up with this uh, with this theory on uh, on you know how the 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 latest in a long line of theories of of how to uh, beat AV which was a really I, I have to hand it to you Elman that was a really really interesting article and uh, and felt uh, I I learned a lot from it but if you're curious about what that theory is uh, head on over to uh, jpbutton.com and uh, take a look for it yeah, I'm suspicious of him though. I'm suspicious because I, you know, he mentioned locking Carl Wavern, but there's no specifics about, you know, how do you know it's locked or does something happen? So I checked back issues and it almost seems like he's pacing himself as if he yeah. knows the answer already, but because it's a column, it's like, you know, little by little. Could you wonder, imagine? Yeah. Like, could you imagine like the what the American and, and European communities would do if they like unofficially announced how to kill AV through a Japanese media source? Oh my God, <laughs> that would be like the biggest like kick in the nuts that they could do. I mean, it's already hard enough that you know they're trying to manage all these different communities, but then they you know they do something like that, or you know they give you know JP people that attended Vanifest you know stuffed chocobo furniture items yes i am still salty about that <laughs> it's just like they need they need to treat each community the same and i think that's hard for them to do because you know square enix is it's a japanese company sure maybe maybe not a biggest challenge for them is to you know kind of give this overall you know equal feeling and i mean i remember talking to people at, at FanFest that worked for Square Enix about this, like, I mean, this is totally random, but, like, the Chocobo thing at FanFest, none of them even knew what I was talking about. Really? It was it was very disappointing. Even Yasu didn't know. Oh. It, he he kind of looked at me, he's like, what? <laughs> it's just like, you guys don't know what's going on at your own events. Alright, good game. So, well... <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, I mean, you know, and just just to go off of that, you know, maybe not the same treatment, but we should get equally cool stuff sometimes. Exactly. You know, I mean, the media, the media is one thing. But and when- I, you know, and I'm talking more about just having the, you know, having when I equip my my nomad cap, having a friggin', you know, n- nomad Moogle head instead of a regular Moogle head. You know what I mean? It's right. like those minute differences are. Sh- that we that's yeah i know, actually like the nomad one better well yeah so do so do i but i mean you know did we get i, I don't know did we get a stuffed tonberry item uh, house item no we didn't Dude, if if we did i would be the first to know i guarantee it see that and thing would be sitting on my shelf right there and and that would be cool that would, yeah so i don't you know and, and a lot of, i i i don't want to i i i don't think that this has turned into you know just a a, a bitch fest or bitch session about 
Square Enix. At least that's, you know, that that was definitely not the intent. But I mean, you know, Square Enix says constantly that, hey, yeah, we're reading and hey, we're paying attention. Well, you know, hey, look, pay attention. OK, we're this is <laughs> here's some real feedback here. So, you know, take it take it seriously. Don't you know, I, I don't I, I would hate to for anyone to think that we're just, you know, hating on Square Enix or anything, because it's not, you know, if that was the case, then I don't think any of us would put the time or effort that we do into our uh, respective sites into and into our respective projects uh, that that have us, uh, you know, involved in Final Fantasy in the first place. I wouldn't need $3,000 for an updated server. It, it, yeah. That's exa- exactly, exactly. So, you know, the, there's definitely, you know, this this I, 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 idea that we can we can have a better we can have a more open relationship with Square Enix and they can have a more open relationship with us and and in the end we all can be better for it. I think that there is room for this. There's precedence for it, and it sh- it's it's something that really should happen. Absolutely, and I mean you know. We, we know at some point Square Enix probably, you know, looks at the websites or, or listens to the podcasts, you know, just we're here for you. Like, it, it sounds kind of weird saying it, but like, you know, if there's anything you need us to do, like, you know, seriously, like, you know, give us anything. We'll, we're like sitting here just waiting for something to happen from you guys. Right. So if it's any indication how how many people jump at the slightest bit of news coming up on the main page yeah you know square enix don't be afraid of you know tapping on your fan base tapping on your premiere sites uh, even some of your unofficial community sites i mean we are fans who don't think of us as people that are just you know waiting to chew you apart we really want to be able to help you guys out want to be able to to help make this a better game so rely on us i'll tell you right now if any square enix people want to talk to me about becoming a premier site and they are willing to sit down and talk to me about what we have and I could have assurances that we would not have to be censored, we would not have to give up things, I would seriously consider it. I would talk to the other administrator and we would seriously sit down and consider it. As long as we could still keep what we have, I'll be glad to give you a nice pretty account that posts in a nice pretty color and I'm sure any of the sites here that have forums would be happy to do we that. We will give you any pretty color you want. <laughs> exactly. We will let you have what you want. You just have to to want to do it for us because, you know, I mean, it's gotten to the point we're kind of tired of asking. We're tired of begging if we can get an interview where you're not going to say, okay, we need your questions beforehand so we can tell you no to 20 of them. Yeah. I know Burke is one of the last interviews he wanted to do. He couldn't do it because he gave them 25 questions and they shot down 23. And they weren't oh, hard man. questions. It, we should be able to ask the hard questions and get answers. We shouldn't be asking about AV for three years in a row. We shouldn't be asking about old things. We should be able to sit down with somebody over chat. You don't have to be live. You don't have to be email. You could do it on AIM. Right. We, as a community, are opening our arms to you. We want you to come over, spend the night, play our Xbox, and eat our chips. Just do it. Do it, and we will be the best advertising you will get for your game because it will be free. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Or, or we can all hold our hands at the edge of the world of Xenadil and wait for the rapture to come. <laughs> oh, man. I see what you did there. I see uh-huh. what you did there. That was good. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I think we may have talked this topic to death. So, uh, and then some, I think. And then, yes, and, and then some. So, found on the dead horse a little bit. I think the only thing that's more dead in this topic is melee red mages. Oh, 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 you are going to pay for that one. Oh, you're in Diabolos now. Oh, oh I am not completely gone from mood. He will totally Don't pay listen. for it 10 damage plus six added effect at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I will equip. Oh, I will equip my that one. <laughs> oh. I will equip my ceremonial dagger for the occasion. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, thank you everyone for coming on and uh, discussing this uh, this topic. This has been a really, I think, a really great discussion, and uh, and a lot of things have have come to light. And obviously, you know, moving, we've we've moved at this point far off of the uh, January twenty second bannings. But as again, as Sonoma said, this is all related. This is all uh, connected, and you know, in the end, uh, what you know, what we want is what's best for the game and what's going to keep the game viable for a long, long time because we enjoy it. I, I think that that is something that we can all all agree on. We love the game. We love playing it, and the reason that we're that we're willing to spend so much time and effort. Uh, on uh, on our respective websites, or or you know even just playing the game, is you know we we want to see it continue and we want to see it grow and uh, you know none of us want want to actively see it die. So uh, I I again guys I really thank you uh, for for joining us and for joining in this uh, this really really interesting discussion. I think that a lot of Really fascinating points have been uh, have been uh, brought to light here, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that you all were uh, were able to join us. So uh, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, I I would like to to give everyone the chance to offer up some ending thoughts and some some wrap up comments. And so we'll just uh, we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, Kala, why don't I, I went first last time. Oh. We start from the oh, oh, I see. I see. I see how it is. All right, we'll we'll go in reverse. Davey, how about you? I, I don't think I can say anything new that hasn't already been said. Uh, there's really just a, all, all that all that they need to do really is just be a bigger part of the community. The most I've ever felt connected to Square Enix was uh, I took part in a couple of like wedding ceremonies, and I mean. Talking to somebody who actually worked in Square Enix, that was the the best experience I've ever had with them, other than a couple of GM calls. Other than that, uh, definitely some more in-person, more personal communication between them and us on this side. Absolutely. Uh, Hearist, how about you? Uh, what What are your final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts on this is, is what we can really need to get from Square Enix. I mean, come on. Uh, why did you give it to Lol Thief? Give the community accomplice. All right, let us share a little bit in, in the work and a little bit in the uh, inimity and, and work towards a better game. Lol Thief. Wow. I was worried you were going to ask to give it to really, Red Mage for a minute. He's really <laughs> reaching, isn't he, guys? Like, I mean, he's really trying to pull something well, out of his ass. You sat there with a sneak attack all that time. <laughs> 
patience. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lol, Red Mage. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I just listen. You know, stay tuned to, to, to Limit Break Radio for Here's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer, uh, once again, thank you for for joining us and uh, and and being up so early to do so. Uh, everyone, make sure you check out Elmer and Corinth's website, jpbutton.com. It's listed on our links section. Be sure to check it out. Elmer, what are your uh, your final thoughts? And on the site, we're always trying to connect the communities, so this is a really important issue for us. Um, you know, I've got some ideas to try and submit to Connect On, which is an online gaming magazine that features a lot of fan-made articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, you know, see if we can't get any kind of small interview with Square Enix, even through mail. They they seem to like to do interviews that, you know, aren't just what's coming next, can you fix this, can you fix that, but stuff like with the localization team mm-hmm. or with the effects team uh corinth has translated some pretty good articles regarding those recently Mm -hmm. uh they did a um an interview with the team that designed the serpent generals so you know if we can't get to them sort of that way with a more friendly kind of interview like you guys were saying get a more friendly kind of rapport going so we're going to be working on that and if something comes of it we'll put it on the site for you to enjoy and once again, make sure you check out the website, jpbutton.com. Sonoma, uh, uh, now uh, make sure to check out uh, Blue Garter. Uh, the, the website is bluegartrls.com. Uh, they've got a, a big donation drive uh, for, uh, for 2009. Make sure you check it out and, and donate. Sonoma, again, I really want to thank you for joining us. It's been a, uh, an honor to have you here. Uh, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are that I understand where they're coming from, the need to to punish evil. That is, of course, the goal of, of every Final Fantasy. Uh, you gather three to four of your friends, possibly five. You run around killing random enemies for a long time, and then you eventually kill the final boss. But um, you got to get to a point where you say too much is too much, and um, I think the punishment didn't fit the crime. Uh, because the crime was just simply ignored too long. And I think that it could have been done better. Um, I don't know if they can go back and salvage it, because a lot of people have said if they got their accounts back, they were simply going to sell it. And I don't think that should be the first thing that comes to somebody's mind. "Ah, Man, if I get all this stuff back, I'm just going to sell it and screw this game and go play something else. I think that while you do have to punish bad things that happen, you have to have a point where you say, this is too much... You know, this has been waited too long. The ball was dropped on our end. I think, I think, if anything, it, we could see a little bit more humility. I'm sorry that we took two, took a year to report on this. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll be issuing lenient punishments, but if it happens again, you will be punished to the 100% of our power. Absolutely. And talk to the community. Talk to the community, and, and you'll get the idea. You've got to run a poll. Doing our poll in the community, we discovered an exploit that had been going on for a year that we didn't report on. What does the community think we should do, being the fact that it is a year old and we are just now getting around to it? 
We're here. We're here. We're free advertising. We love you already. You're already getting our money. You're getting four accounts worth for me. Why don't <laughs> why don't I have a little bit more say? I think that that's that's a very good point. And once again, Sonoma, we really want to thank you for joining us and uh, check it's out pleasure. check out bluegarterls.com. Finally, Fusion X, uh, Pet Food Alpha. Of course, we all know you. We all love you. So, Fusion, what are your final thoughts? Uh, you know, they, they banned people that, that did stuff wrong. You know, that that's the way it should have been. Um, you know, there obviously there were, you know, were some people in there that may not have been as involved as others that, uh, you know, may have been uh, punished more severely. Um, you know, I, I think that it's kind of weird how that happened. Um, but I think that the real big issue that's kind of come out of all this is that they need to be more involved with their community. Um, you know, I think we mentioned the the World of Warcraft forums that at one point I think Sonoma brought up, um, which you know, Square Enix isn't you know isn't lucky enough to have just one main forum for their game because it's you know because of the you know, the the language and the culture barriers and stuff. Um, they've kind of relied on the community to have these forums for them. And I think it's it's kind of coming back, and it's it's too hard to manage for for the people that they have, uh, you know, working with the, the on the community team. So they need to they need to do something and, and get out there with the community more and, and be more, uh, I think, more giving to the to the community and the players. Absolutely, Kahlo, your time is up. All right, this is an old saying I'm sure a lot of people have heard, but you know, every dog has their day, and um, I think just recently that's something that's been reinforced. You know, to me, I've been doing salvage ever since salvage first came out. I don't have a single completed piece yet. I have a friend who's been doing it for about a month and a half, and he has five pieces. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So, I, like, like Nero said earlier, you know, I didn't know about this till it was already over. And if, if given the the option, do I think I would have cheated? Based on friends that I have, it, you know it, how long he's gone without seeing his legs, and I know for a fact that he wouldn't have even touched it. And I don't yeah. think that I could have touched it and had a clean conscience, knowing, you know, that other people who who have had worse luck than me aren't either. But you know, within this past week, I've gotten assassin's armlets, I got Z hands, I got love torque. Everyone has their day. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come eventually. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be all the more sweeter the longer your drought is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the longer you work towards something, the sweeter it is to get it in the end. But yeah. you shouldn't punish your community by having them have to do something 200 times to get a single drop. There has to be a line you have to draw. Not everybody has that has has passed that 200 line though. You know, like I said, you know, I might I might not be so lucky. But this friend of mine, you know, one and a half months, five pieces. That's not 200 runs with nothing by any means. Right. Right. But the fact that I think it, it can occur is 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 the big issue. But, yeah. then, you know, then again, you're looking at a company that, uh, you know, anytime somebody kills this one monster, they change away so that people can't kill it. I mean, you know. Rare drops should be sought after and wanted. And if they are very, very exclusive and powerful rare drops, they can have a low percentage but something that is not supposed to be that exclusive and that rare should not have a drop rate that goes down to a single percent. It should have a higher drop rate, especially something you have to pay for in-game right. currency to get in. Yeah, yeah. And and it take, you know it does take 
a, a surprising amount of work to even be able to enter salvage because you've got to be able to get those assault points. You got to do the assaults. That means, I mean, if you're doing Nizul Isle, you got to try to balance getting normal points in in either one area or two areas with doing Nizul Isle. So, I mean, yeah, there there is uh, there is a sacrifice that you have to make if you're going to be dedicated to doing salvage. And should the should the rewards be Increased or should the rewards be more regular? Yeah, probably. I I think that I could I could agree with that. I think it's fairly annoying, uh, you know, doing salvage and and walking out of it nine times out of ten without anything to show for it. Um, at the same time, I, I think that the stats on the gear kind of justify the difficulty and justify the challenge. To what end? I think is is. Uh, is for the individual to decide and and in the end actually for Square Enix to make a decision about. So, you know, to 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 kind of wrap up the discussion and to to bring in my own personal thoughts uh about this. Um, you know, those those who were cheated or those who who, you know, got banned were cheating and, you know, it, it I I it's not that I don't feel sympathy, I do. Because, you know, I don't want to see anyone banned, but I don't want to see anyone cheating either. So there, you know, there is a there is a dichotomy between those two things. I think that the mature and responsible thing to do if you were caught is to say, hey, I got caught. I made a gamble and I lost because, you know, to to say that it isn't fair on Square Enix's part is uh, is I, I think a um, uh, 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 Incorrect. I th- I think that Square Enix was justified in in what they did, and clearly, you know, according to their terms of service, they are totally justified. What would be nice is to understand a little bit more about their decision making, about their red tape, about their bureaucracy. How do, how are decisions made? How do we get the final result? In the world of Vonadil, from you know, from concept to uh, it, it implementation in the game, and you know, I, I think another critical question that I want to know that has not been answered, and it can't be answered without their input, is why eighteen months? Why it took so long? That's the part I don't, I personally don't understand, is why it took so long to figure on their part to figure this out and to address it so you know with that being said i think the the best way that that we can surmise this is is by saying that you know hey square enix we want to listen if you want to talk i guess i mean you know not to sound not to sound weird about it or nothing but no seriously we're we're here to represent uh, you know yes we represent ourselves but we'd also like to try to represent you and it's that's that's totally impossible without your input the only thing that we have to go on is i don't know terms of service at that point so i think that uh that wraps up our our discussion on uh the lm17 bannings once again i really want to thank everyone for uh for joining us on this discussion it's been very eye-opening and very very interesting so once again uh to elmer to fusion x to hear us to sonoma and davy jones and to Kahlo as well thank you all for joining us we'll see you next time i'm nero keep listening 
Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeal are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 